Welcome to Ram and Sam. We are back. We're back. Back in action. You know, ready to talk about week two, second round of the NFL. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna give our all-star uh, votes. We're gonna throw our votes in the you know the starters. We're only fans, and uh, we got a lot under the corners too. Uh, you know, some uh, storied magazines in trouble. Mm. Ultimate Frisbee is different. We can actually say Ultimate Frisbee now. The implications mm, yeah. of changes the league and soccer corner. A whole lot's going on. We know where the ATT World Cup final is being played. A whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But Rem, how are you doing? Last week was kind of crazy. There's was, there was a lot of a lot of sports going on. I know it was super crazy. I think one of the big things that was, you know, affecting a lot of the sports too, but just general life in the Midwest was the cold weather. It's like, it was to the point where, I mean, we saw that Chiefs Dolphins game where you guys played. I mean, windshield was negative 30, but that wasn't just like, I obviously that wasn't just Chiefs Dolphins. Like that was the rest of the Midwest. We've all been experiencing this negative 30. I went outside today, just, you know, going outside, going to work, going to the gym, just like being outside it was like one degree and it was kind of nice. Like I was like, it, it's that's not crazy. bad. Like, do I even need my hat? Like that's literally how cold it has been lately with the, with this, with the, all this stuff. Do you miss this, miss this at all? I know you're back a little bit for December, you know, for the holidays, but it was still like kind of warm. There wasn't even snow on the ground for Christmas when you were here and we got the blizzard. We got the cold weather. I mean, there's no way you can be missing this at all. Watching that cheese dolphins game. Hey, no, I was not missing it in the slightest, and you know that's what I was about to uh, correct you there. It isn't, it isn't we all. I'm thankfully not in there. I mean, we're still dealing that's with true. rain here, but it's not, you know, nothing near like snow and ice. You know, still 50s, still staying 40s, 50s. So I don't know. It doesn't really get, you know, it, I mean, it might peak at like 70s, maybe 80s. You know, you get further inland away from the from the ocean, but yeah, I'm telling you, man, they're this time of year, it's it's a big reminder why, you know, the the, the perks of living in California, even if mm-hmm. it is obscenely priced. But, you know, I, I did. I've seen all the pictures. I've seen all the stuff. You know, my parents sent me pictures. I've seen pictures for friends. You know, I've seen mm-hmm. the temps, and I, I feel for y'all. I, I really do. But, um, yeah, no, hey, hey, we're chilling over here in uh, Casa de Samson, you know, not a not, uh, – Nah, nothing really super cold over here. You know, we got the heater running, and yeah, I I, uh, I hope you all stay safe out there because it is that is that is dangerous temperatures. Have you like fully adjusted yet? Like, if it was even like like what is too cold now for you? Now that you've been out in the bay for a little bit. Yeah, like I, I mean, like it's just it's just me mostly needing to prepare for whatever weather's out there. So, like, if I knew ahead of time it's, like, 30, you know, I'd probably be fine. But it's, it's like, it mm. sucks when it's, like, 55 and nice in the morning. And then we have, like, 40s and, like, raining at night. And then when we're, like, going home or, like, you know, and then it's kind of cold. It's like, ah, oh, this sucks. But, you know, I can't complain. It's not negative weather. No ice to worry about. And, uh, yeah, no complaints over here. So, like, 15 degrees, would that bitch just be, like, bitter cold? Would yeah, that just be, be painful? Really cool. <laughs> 15 degrees. Honestly, at this point, if it's 15 degrees, I might go like shovel out, like go to a park and shovel off the, the basketball court and get shots up. 
15 degrees, the sun's out. Yeah. Be kind of like, nice, you might honestly. Get a lawn chair out too. Yeah, can I get a, like a fire going? I mean, if we can get like a whole setup, I think a 15 degree day would be be awesome. <laughs> Take it at this point. Oh my gosh, prayers up for the Midwest. What's um, it going to be in KC? What's or I guess in Buffalo this week? Yeah, Buffalo. Not playing in KC. I know. It's sad for once. So that is a great segue into the games. We'll talk a little bit about the each divisional matchup, starting off with what the Bills have been waiting so long for to get Mahomes in Orchard Park during the off during the postseason. You know, this is Mahomes' first ever playoff road game, and uh, it's it's going to be cold. They we literally, I mean, I think most of the country saw the videos last week of fans climbing through you know, feed of snow. Um, mm -hmm. But it does look like right now the forecast is that it will be sunny. There'll be a little bit of sun, partly, only partly cloudy. Um, they'll have a nice high of 24 near game time. So it's... Oh, okay. It's, it's, That's not bad. Yeah, not too bad. But no, it's, it's going to get bad. It's is that bad. wind chill? It looks, looks like they're having the highs of 40 later that week. But to welcome in the Chiefs, it's, it's going to be chilly. And, uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully we're going to reinforce those helmets. But, Rep, I did, mm. watching the game last week and um, listening to, you know, some analysts, it did make sense. People play different when money's on the line, when the whole season's on the line. And for the defending champs, you know, taking on the Dolphins at home, and, and obviously the Dolphins were not, uh, necessarily enjoying the weather, but mm. it was pretty clear that the Chiefs are like, all right, we got to lock in. This is game time, you know, figure it out. And, you know, of course, I'm always going to point, you know, compare Mahomes to Jordan. But, you know, you could see it's similar to those Bulls teams where, you know, you have some issues during the regular season. You know, people are arguing, where's Rodman? What's going on? And then once postseason came around, it's they got serious. It's time. It's time to lock it, and that's what happened. They handled business at home against the Dolphins. So, do you feel fixed now? As a, a team? little bit, a little bit. I am definitely a lot more confident playing the Bills, who at one point looked like they weren't even making the playoffs. Does the road thing even bother you at all? It does. It does bother me, but, you know, last week, dumb needing, you know, like they did handle the Steelers. The amount of help they got from the refs was crazy. So we're going to have to see. I don't know. Both teams coming into this game have a whole lot of uh, uh, help from the refs. I don't know. It sounds like the Bills are already trash talking, saying good luck, you know, coming to, uh, coming to the area. Um, but, yeah. Are the Chiefs saying anything? I don't know. I, and it, let me see here. Yeah, it looks like I'm not sure. Yeah, well, who's talking like, for oh, the Bills? Never been. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Dion, Dion Dawkins. Ooh, okay. Talking about some lineman. Talking about how it's gonna be tough for Mahomes. I don't know. Last time, you know, once we had Burrowhead, and last time they were chatting up. Last time someone was chatting up a storm. They got what was coming to them. But, yeah, there is, like, 5% of me that is worried. I mean, this is, you know, some of – this is probably one of the weakest offenses we've seen Mahomes in uh, in his career when you look at the whole season. And going into, you know, his first road playoff game, 
you know, those are a tough crowd. It's going to be tough, but the Bills themselves have shown to be shaky sometimes at home as well. Um, let me see here. They have one, two, three. Or I'm looking at the wrong. Uh, here, I'll, I'll look it up. Well, for your Chiefs, but, well, for your yeah. Chiefs, though, like the two things that I think that you had to fix, and he was, you know, we'll say, quote unquote, fix going into the playoffs was I think one was Travis Kelsey. And again, you know, I say quote unquote fix, because if you look at the landscape of tight ends, he's still, you know, pro bowl tight end, all pro level tight end, one of the best ones in the league. But in terms of like, we're saying Travis Kelsey being that number one overall guy, that lead threat, just consistency, just all that stuff that you had with Travis Kelsey in the offense the last couple of years. And this was, one of now one of three playoff games. The last playoff game that he played, uh, you guys played against the Dolphins. He still had a good game, but one of three playoff games for him with under a hundred passer rating when targeted, which honestly is just more like a credit to how amazing he's been in the playoffs. That he's played in almost twenty playoff games at this point. It only had three where he's under a hundred passer rating when targeted, but. The other two games that that happened in was 2019. They won the divisional round versus Tennessee. Only had three for 30, three receptions for 30 yards in that game. And then in the Super Bowl against Tampa, 10 receptions for 133 yards, but no touchdowns in a pick. And uh, a bunch of targets too is going to you know mess up the completion percentage, bring the rating down a little bit. And again, like his numbers were good in this one. I think seven receptions, 70 plus yards and only, you know, had a couple of drops in this one too. I think there was three drops, but again, like the numbers were decent. So do you feel good about Travis Kelsey now as a lead guy in your offense? No, and I don't think he will be. I don't know. We'll see. I think they can keep the ball. You don't think you need him to be. Yeah, I I think we need to focus on running the ball more and working off of that. I think I think Kelsey he's he slipped a little bit. The thing with Kelsey is that he is an older you know still a really good player, but he's no longer in his prime. And at these high levels, if you even take your foot off the gas a little bit, it's gonna show. And you know, you could see he wasn't fully locked in with the kinds of drops he had. I mean it wasn't like he was getting hit or had any defenders close to him. So you can see there's a little bit of, you know, him not playing as great. Now, on the other side, the Bills, you know, sneakily have a lot of of, um, of uh, injuries on their defense. Their defense it looked pretty shaky. You know, of course, they handled business against against the Steelers. But, you know, going up 17-0 before the Steelers finally scored. But, you know, not having Matt Milano does matter, as well as Tredarius White. I mean, Tredarius White, last, last couple seasons, has been a great lockdown corner for them. And not having him, you know, Baylen Spector also out, Christian Benford, and uh, you know, even on the t- players who are playing, you know, Bernard Terrell Bernard is shaky, uh, Teron Jackson Johnson is shaky. Um, so when you know four of their, uh, let's see here. So when five of their eight linebackers are either out or you know mm. questionable. I mean, it's pretty clear what you got to do. And that's, you know, just ground and pound. And I think that's going to really play well for us. Um, You know, also Jordan Phillips on their D-line is out. But 
I think that's going to really work well for us as, you know, it takes pressure off Mahomes. You know, playoff football, you want to run the ball anyway, control the clock. That's, I mean, it's that time of year with it being especially cold in the Bills area. And the Chiefs, we still have a great uh, defense. And the thing I've always loved about our defense time and time again, and it's especially true this year, is that they very well this year they folk they have been more of a more of an actual like more focused on fewer yards making great tackles they haven't been as turnover dependent as creating turnover dependent but there's still a lot of players on this team on this defense who will get who will create turnovers who will get um, will get that. And yeah, McDuffie, Sneed. I think Bolton is really coming to his own as a run stopper. Um, Karlaftis, your boy Chris Jones. Karlaftis. I mean, I mean, take a second to just rave about Karlaftis yeah. this year. Was he like eleven sacks in the regular season? He. I mean, and him I across like a, from Jones is crazy. Like, yeah. You could. I think you can see like him being under the tutelage of Jones and listening to him and practice and like there, you can tell there there's stuff he's doing at that young an age that, you know, you don't just roll out of bed knowing like you, that is time mm-hmm. spent working hard and listening to your coaches, listening to the people around you. And, and um, I just, I think this defense is, you know, very, they're pretty healthy. You know, of course, Brian Cook is out, uh, but this defense is pretty much good. I mean, like we mentioned, that secondary with McDuffie, uh, Sneed, Mike Edwards, I really like as a free safety. Um, it is it is interesting to have him on the team after that uh, run he had with the Bucks destroying us. But, hey, look, he's great. Uh, I think Trent yeah. has been solid. Um, and then Willie Gay and Bolton as our linebackers I would love. Um, you know, it's too bad Nadi's out. But still having Karlaftis and Jones on that D-line. I, I think that we can get some serious pressure with our four up front. And if you can get pressure with four, then, you know, then it's you can create interceptions. And this year, out of all of them for Josh Allen, besides his rookie year, he has he has thrown a lot of uh, – he's created a lot of turnovers. He's given up a lot of turnovers. Yeah. And the, the thing about the defensive injuries with the Bills, though, is kind of interesting because I was going through it as well, too, and you're right. You see Bernard, he went – he went out in the playoff game they just played. He went out against the Steelers on a cart and like, you know, like an air cast on it. And yeah. so the fact that he's even kind of questionable is honestly, I think, impressive. But also to have Benford out and Gabriel Davis, too, as well, offensively. But like some of the defensive injuries, the, the bang, the bills are always hurt. And I don't even do do the do the defensive injuries even matter at this point? Because Benford's out, and I think. Looking on PFF, they've got Dane Jackson slotted in as the other starting corner across from Rasul Douglas. And, you know, again, we're, we're you know, it's not the, the peak starter guys, but it's a guy that's played a lot because of the Bills injuries. I think a lot of just the Bills secondary players and the Bills defensive players in general are experienced and play in playoff games and have logged a lot of big moments. So the injuries at this point are, I don't know how much they affect the way I look at this game. And if you're, if you, if you go back and look at this too, like, cause you guys played earlier in the, the regular season and this game, this was the Kelsey lateral game. The mm. Tony, Tony, there's the, what was, was yeah. that the, was he offsides? Was that the offsides call that brought it back? Yeah. Or was that yeah, a different yeah. play? Yeah. No, okay, that was offsides. all the same play. Right. Yeah. Oh, that was all one. The fact that that all happened in one play is, uh, 
just insane. Yeah. And I think that one was 20 to 17. Does that, does that last game even count as a loss because of that play? Like, do you, do you think that Not you guys got mind. beat in that one? Okay. So you don't think no. you got beat? No, and I do think that, you know, Rasheed Rice has grown from that moment, you know. I do I do think he has improved over the season a little bit. I think uh, I think Noah Gray, our, great, our second tight end, he's shown yeah. up a little bit in some of these plays. Um, and so that combined with – I know the injuries don't matter. I feel like, you know, by, you might not be putting out as much stock. I guess for me it's just the amount of injuries in one place on the defense – in no, the, the linebackers, linebackers for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like having no linebackers and late in the season, you know, with it being running backs that matter so much with mm-hmm. our limitations being at being an explosive team, you know, us now, you know, being able to run the ball. I think uh, Edwards Alaire has, you know, he's definitely improved. I think over the season, Pacheco's shown up a little bit. So with us being able to ground and pound and our, I think our O-line still pretty good. I think they can hold their own. So once you get to that second level, you're going up against fourth stringers, you know, I don't, I, I think it's definitely, it's going to go into play and for, you know, some that's going to be on the margins. I mean, we'll have to see. I don't, I didn't see, you know, the, there's a reason the bills were six and six. Yeah. The bills front four against your offensive line is always going to be an interesting match because you're right. Your offensive line run blocking. I think it have the advantage. The thing is, you know, in pass protection, maybe yeah. they have Mahomes scrambling around a little bit. There's yeah. a, you know, different dynamics there, but rice is another one that I was going to ask you about. And going back to the things that you have to fix, you know, going into the regular season, the receiving core was the obvious one and rice now over his last seven games, including this last playoff game. So his last six regular season and then the playoff game, 92 yards a game, four touchdowns over that stretch as well, too. The, the thing that the thing that's been kind of interesting with his usage, like you're right in terms of, again, getting him the ball, it's that they, they've been doing like they've been scheming him up in the offense and Andy mm-hmm. Reid's been doing a good job of it. But his average depth of target through that stretch has only been 4.8 yards. So again, it is a lot of this scheme stuff, a lot of scheme stuff, and a lot of you know, there's the screen pass stuff, but there's also just a lot of him like sitting down in the middle of the field, the short five, six yard stuff, just kind of move the ball down the field slowly. And in that Miami game too, that matchup is very favorable for him because I mean, you got Jalen Ramsey on the one side, but no Xavier Howard means uh, I think Kohu Kadir Kohu hopefully I said that right was on him for most of the game number four for the Dolphins and I think if you look at some of the numbers this year for cornerbacks he was just giving up some of the most yards in the league I think gave up maybe like the third most touchdowns at the cornerback position as well too so it's not like a total surprise that Rice had a big day against Miami but I mean you're right like he are you confident now because the, the thing is, like, again, like, in my... I've always liked Rice. So like, I think if you check the tapes over the season, like, yeah. I, I've, I've I've always liked him. And it, in my gut, like, I actually do think that if he, like, if he catches the ball, you guys can win the Super Bowl with Rice as your quote-unquote number one receiver. Just the way the offense is able to work, and you're right, the way you've been running the ball, and the way Mahomes is just able to do Mahomes magic type stuff. I think if, if you're just funneling the ball to, you know, pause to Kelsey and to Rice the way you were in that last game against the Dolphins. I do think if he's consistent, I do think that can work for you. So if you're if you're saying that 
he has grown and he's like kind of your number one guy because he's still a rookie too. So I know there's the big yeah. picture stuff where is this, you know, this is obviously good maturing for him being there long-term, but to win, you think, is he good enough to be this he- this high usage and for you guys to win the Super Bowl? I mean, I, I think he's going to have to be. He, he, I mean, if we want to win, he's going to have to be. I mean, when you look at the last couple of weeks um, against New England, he's 9 of 9. Uh, so nine, re- 9 receptions for 9 targets, 91 yards, 1 touchdown. Um, he did have a little bit of a stinker against the Rams, uh, 6 of 12, 57 yards. But then the last two weeks, he's been stellar. I mean, 5 of, five of 6, uh, 127 yards. And then last week against Miami, you know, even though it may not have been a great matchup, it's still getting those yards as yeah. a rookie, you know, eight of 12, uh, one touchdown and uh, for 130 yards. So, I mean, right now, you know, it's with with Kelsey having his issues, which I think he'll be fine this next game. I think he'll, I think he might, you know, that being being on national television and having a performance like that, I think Kelsey's going to get his stuff together. It was just a and weird then, game all the way around. Even the good yeah. passes from him, like the the way he celebrated on the first catch, it was like, okay, I get that, you know, this is a playoff game and it's good that you're ready to go. But, yeah, I mean, you guys are also in like your fourth Super Bowl run here. Exactly. So with he, I think he'll come back better. And then I think with Rasheed Rice continuing to play like this, I think there's starting to be a connection between them. And, uh, and then if we're able to ground and pound specifically against this team, because I mean, there's if we can see it, they can see it, and they know they know what to do. So I I think I think with uh, all those combined, I really do like our chances going into Buffalo. On top of our defense, maybe being you know one of the healthiest units left in this playoff. I mean, I definitely have been hearing some people you know put them in the top three units, in the top four units left in this league in terms of you know offense, defense for your team. Um, but I, I definitely believe it. They've been, they've been great this year and we just need the offense to be the same. And you are right that, you know, I know we're talking big picture a little bit too, but the bills are the matchup this week that they need to get past. But I mean, the thing is like, you guys have really just focused your offense on rice and Kelsey in a way that like, if you just go through the targets from this last game, you've got rice at rice at 12, Kelsey at 10, Hardman's the next closest with three and then two, 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 one, one for Edwards, Alaire, one for Pacheco. So again, like big picture against the Ravens defense where you get, you know, a, a little more, you get like a high, high end talent. There's able to maybe take away some of the scheme stuff a little bit better. Like maybe this bill second year, right? not able to take away some of the stuff that the chiefs are going to want to do, but I do think big picture not spreading the the ball out pause is going to be interesting. But on the on the Bills side of things too, I know you talked about your guys' ability to run the ball, but their ability to run the ball is going to be important as well too. And yeah. I know James Cook only had 10 attempts in the the last regular season game that you guys played, but 58 yards on those 10 attempts, 5, you know, 5.8 yards to carry, 5.2 yards before contact per attempt was second most for him in a game this season. So again, like their line was getting a pretty good push and they were also using him in the past game, five receptions, 82 yards and a touchdown in that first regular season matchup. So I don't know, is it more of a run game thing or is it just James Cook as a a dynamic player? 
Like, is it, do you guys have to stop the run or do you just have to slow down James Cook? Um, I don't, I'm not going to worry too much about James Cook. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I think our linebackers, okay. I really trust Bolton. I really, I mean, when you look at our last couple of games, um, just watching them at very, I, I've rarely seen them give up a big run. I mean, this defense is so special. I really do like this defense. Um, and when you look at Cook's numbers, you know, I think the most attempts he's had all season were against Dallas, where he had a crazy game, 25 yeah. attempts. But in terms of most of the season, you know, it's usually around, it's similar to Pacheco, 15 to 18. And, you know, I mean, he had, last game he did have 79 yards against the Steelers. But two games before that, 36, 48 yards, 70 yards. I mean, it's pretty inconsistent. I mean, he had a game where he had five rushes for negative four yards. So, I, you know, <laughs> for in terms of Cook, like, he, I don't think he's going to be the reason that we win or lose this game. And I think both teams know that. I think it's definitely going to be Josh Allen coming out and gunning. And that's why I'm very hopeful. I know that uh, the Nuggets will be – or why am I talking about the Nuggets? I'm looking – I'm watching the Nuggets right now. <laughs> yeah, that's we're why, live watching the game. Yeah, we're live watching the game. Uh, that's why I know uh, that the Chiefs defense should be able to create some turnovers from this team, especially with the Bills. You know, near the end zone, they do give up, uh, in my opinion, a lot of turnovers. But, yeah, we're not – I personally am not worried about Jim Scott. The game that we're live watching is Nuggets Celtics. It's 62-57 Celtics on my stream right now. Hopefully I'm not spoiling anything for no, Sam. I don't know. Maybe far. maybe I was just saying, who knows? Maybe he's ahead of me. I don't know if our stream is synced up at all. But the the sneaky thing is though that I don't want to say the Bills have necessarily had your number recently, but they have definitely been like kind of hard fought matchups and Outside of that, outside of that playoff game that you guys, you know, the divisional round matchup that you guys ended up winning against them, they've beaten you, you know, three of the last four times they've played you with that with that playoff matchup being the one loss. And again, they were winning that game with two minutes left. And in those games, you scored 20 points to their 38, 20 points to their 24. And then in this last regular season game, 17 points to their 20. And then up, you know, with two minutes left in that divisional game, it was 26, 29 bills. And then basically all the scoring happens right after that. But, yeah. you know, they have been able to slow you guys down a little bit. Mahomes in the regular season versus Buffalo, 63% completion, 85 ratings, seven touchdowns, five picks in the playoffs, 75%, 125 rating. Six touchdowns, zero picks. So, you know, historically, he does level up against the Bills in the playoffs. Again, that playoff, that divisional matchup could uh, carry a lot of those stats. But they do they do know how to play you guys, and I don't know that they're necessarily afraid of this team, and they're at home. And I don't I don't know if the weather's going to be a factor, but is, is Mahomes going to get doubted? If, is there going to be, like, Mahomes doubt narratives at all if you lose this game? Are, is first taking a duo Mahomes? Can Mahomes win on the road storyline at all? Yeah, I mean, they probably will. I mean, is it legit? No, but I do think, I mean, I just think that not having Jadarius White and Matt Milano is really going to matter in this game. I mean, those are, I mean, those are both 
two big guys. I know White will usually like. I mean, he's our best option to lock up someone. And you know, Rasheed White, Rasheed Rice is really hot right now. And um, you know, I do think that they're they. I mean, we thought the same thing with the Chiefs against the Bengals. They're in our head, blah blah blah. I I just think that. Most of the time with the playoffs, it's just what team has their most stars, what team has, you know, most of their players that are going to go out there and make plays. And the Chiefs have those. They have their guys. They have, you know, all pro level defensive guys who are playing great right now and are, you know, as far as we know, fully healthy. And they have a lot of guys that are out. And, you know, it feels really simple. And, you know, maybe the Bills offense, you know, can keep up with Mahomes. But we know Josh Allen is turnover prone, and uh, I, I really hope you know the Chiefs can uh, run the ball a little more in this game. But I mean, I definitely, I'm, I'm definitely a lot more confident after seeing the performance from last week and seeing you know what kind of how many injuries the Bills have, you know, because it's, it's kind of crazy. And for the people in the comments, we know that Milano has been out for most of the season and they haven't had him, you know, they've adjusted to playing with him. But again, in a big playoff matchup, you'd rather have him out there. He is, was he first team all pro last year or second team? He might've been second team. Some of the other, but there's been other linebackers that have been hurt as well. Like pretty much all the second stringers. So, you know, not having your second stringers is going to expose how much you don't have your first stringer even more. So are are we redoing? Can we just redo all of our playoff picks? I kind of just want to redo the whole bracket. Yeah, I don't know. My bracket is it busted? Uh, I well, we both had the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, so yeah, our uh, brackets yeah, are kind of busted. Pause, but I had the Cowboys beating the 49ers. Uh, let me double check here. Right. It I did keep track of the the playoff. I think I had a Chiefs 49ers. Or no, I had a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl. No, I think you had a, you had a, did you have a, I think you had a, no, you did have a Ravens Niners Super Bowl. You had a graphic Super Bowl. So so you're, I mean, you know, you're you're one final four team down. So your bracket's semi-busted. Pause, but I just kind of, I want to, I kind of want to redo it. Yeah, we can redo it. Totally new picks. Are you? I mean, but you, I, we both picked the Chiefs in this game against the Bills. Are you still picking the Chiefs? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Hmm. I'm a lot more confident. Let me see. Let me see what the money line is for this game. If it's more than plus one fifty, I'm gonna take the Chiefs. <laughs> oh, it's plus oh. one. It's plus one twenty-two. Yikes! Do I have to take the Bills? Is Josh Allen finally gonna finally gonna get over the hump against I Mahomes at home? I, I highly doubt it. I think he does it. I'm gonna pick the Bills. Wow. Let's do it. Let's All pick right. against Mahomes. Put it on the bulletin board. That's crazy. All right, he's putting it on the board. Good luck. That's all I can say. Um <laughs> Hopefully we make the billboard bulletin board in Kansas City. Yeah. Well, the other side of the bracket was also full of craziness as the Texans um, light it up, get the home playoff win, and are now headed stampeding over to Baltimore to play the Ravens. Um, Rem, 
in what world, like, if this game is played a hundred times over, how many times are the Texans beating the Ravens? Because I don't know. There's, you know, there's you some think- people zagging right now. It's pretty popular to zag, but like, there's no way a rookie is taking a team to the conference championship, right? How many times are they beating the Texans? Like winning outright? How many times are they beating the Ravens? Yeah. Or yeah, how many times are they beating the Ravens? How many times are the Texans scoring more points than the Ravens? Is what you're asking. If they play a hundred times, maybe thirty-eight. Yeah, that's high. Thirty-nine. Jeez. Quite a quite a few. I think the Texans are good. Yeah. And I think they're really, really scary. And I think just big. I just think big picture with Stroud. I don't know if pressure can affect him. Like it just seems like I in the tech. The thing is, the Texans' offensive line has been playing a little bit better too, as well, and been yeah. protecting him a little bit more. But well, Tonsell's out though. But yeah. Oh, is he game. out for this one? I don't know if he's out for this one, but he. I remember seeing him hurt. Let me see. He played in the last game, and I know he did get hurt in the last one, and then ended up going. Uh, he ended up subbing back in the game, but. I don't just, again, I don't know if you can affect Stroud with pressure. He's super collected in the pocket, can uh, is mobile and can make throws on the run. And if you can't affect him with pressure, you're kind of just relying on him to play poorly at that point. And again, like what you're saying is he's a rookie and maybe that's the thing. It's he's inexperienced. He doesn't get it done. But I don't know. Is it is it is that is that what it is? Is it we just have to rely on CJ Stroud playing bad? Because if that's where you're at, that is a scary place to be as an opponent. So pretty, I, oh, yeah, uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, pretty scary. Pretty scary. What would Stroud have to do for you to say you'd rather have CJ Stroud over Anthony Richardson? Uh, is he there yet? Problem is Anthony Richardson just didn't play at all. <laughs> <laughs> at what point? What what does this man have to do? Like, does he have to take him to the conference championship, the Super Bowl? What does I think he, he has have to, win, to do? I think he has to win two Super Bowls. Okay, all right. <laughs> I think if he wins, I think if he oh, wins the God. Super Bowl this year, uh-huh. I, I think it's just like, hey, the AFC was wide open. Who knows? Uh, Richardson back to back. He gets in. That's all he needs to do. Back to back. I mean, the, the the people the, the people forget that Colts playoff game, that, or that Colts game at the end of the regular season for the Texans, was a playoff game. That was winning in. Yeah. And if Richardson is in that game, who knows? Maybe the Colts aren't even in that position. All right. Pause. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so if he, you know, if he wins, if he wins it again, then it's like okay, well, at that point, what you use multiple multiple Super Bowl winners? But I love Richardson. That's my guy. Yeah, I mean, for anyone who listens to the pod, they shouldn't be surprised what happened to the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, shout out to Russell for pointing the stat that, or it was someone on his show pointing the stat of four percent of uh, of Flacco's throws or interceptions, and that was clearly shown in this game against the Texans. I do really like how the Texans defense played, and I'm a little worried about the Ravens. Last time we saw Lamar in this position, you know, MVP season, he's out here chilling, doing who knows what on the bye, and then they come in and mess up, 
you know, pretty much crapped the bed in their game. And now they're back. They're back at it against an even friskier team than last time. I think it was the Titans who played them that, that yeah. one time. But now against a team that I trust definitely a lot more, you know, with, uh, you know, mm. seven single Terry as a running back, you know, they've made it work with their wide receivers. Um, even though uh, Tank Dell is out, you know, for the season, you know, Nico Collins, Dalton Schultz, a pretty, pretty good tight end. He's underrated. I, I did like him, you know, as a backup down uh, in uh, Dallas. And then this defense, you know, really, they're really just a solid defense, all good, de- good defense. I don't know. It, Rem, is there a little bit of worry? I mean, the Ravens, they have their own stars too. You know, there's a reason why they're the number one seed. They've been good all year. But is there any uh, choke, chokeability here? I mean, you know. Mm, what's the choke? Of, it's chokeability. We might have to throw a super pause on that one. What is the chokeability of the Ravens? Chokeability scale yeah. for the playoffs? Chokeability meter. We might have to do chokeability meter on Rem and Sam Plus. That's kind of wild. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> there is, you're right. There is a couple of things that, would you know that there's a couple of seeds that would be there if you were looking for a team to drop a game like this i mean you mentioned lamar in the the you know as the one seed the mvp in the 2019 playoffs but just in general the last time we have seen lamar in a playoff game it's gonna be three years when he plays in in this this sunday you know that it was i think 2021 january 2021 was the last playoff game he played? So the twenty twenty season. Didn't make it last year. Last few years. He was hurt. Oh yeah, we have Huntley. He's been out. Yeah, that's true. Because I was like, they did make it, but yeah, you're right. No, he's either either they, you know, he's been injured when they've been in the playoffs, or he's gotten hurt and they've missed. Yeah. So I mean, just in general, the the you know just the the time off from the playoffs for Lamar, but the tech or the the Ravens as well too, just as a team. The last game that they're have, going to have played all together, like starters, December 31st, that Miami game, it's almost three full weeks. Yeah. You know, two full weeks, three Sundays between games. Yeah. And meanwhile, again, the Texans, I they had it. They had an early playoff game against the Colts, so one high mm-hmm. pressure game beat the Ra- or beat the Browns in another elimination game. They've played two elimination games at this point. Stroud's won in both. They've gotten better as well, too. I mean, they were just they were kind of unbelievable in that tech or that in that Browns matchup, especially in that first half. And I know the Flacco turnovers boosted the scoring number up, but their offense didn't get all of those points. But for what they did to the Browns defense and keeping keeping Miles Garrett in check too, Miles Garrett didn't do anything in that game. Yeah. No, that's was he hurt? True. I don't know, but that that was surprising for me. With three tackles, and that was it. Yeah, oh, that's 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 going out sad for them. And I, is he gonna is he gonna win DPOY? I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is like you mentioned all year round, is that you know, or all season long, is that you know maybe the offense has issues for the Browns, but at least they can rely on their defense. You know, number one defense. Well, CJ Stroud just put forty five points up on the defense. You know, maybe not him on his own. I think there were two pick sixes in there. Yeah, but still twenty plus. Um, and they probably could have put up more if you wanted, you know, I mean, they were, they were just doing whatever they wanted out there. So I, 
I mean, I'm really scared for the Ravens. I'm very scared. I mean, I, I like the defense, but, you know, for a team that needs to – it feels like a team like, you know, like the 76ers. They really – they, they kind of have to hmm. go through all the toughest stuff just to shake off, you know, all their ghosts from the past. And one of their ghosts from the past is going into the postseason with an MV, with a league MVP and losing in the first round. And they have on their – roster or potentially the MVP again, you know, with that first seed and seeing if they can make it to the second round. So I don't know. I, you know, I'd be uh, really, ex really happy if um, I'll be losing my line. I'll be hyperventilating if CJ Stroud wins this game. Are you rooting for CJ Stroud in this one? Oh my gosh, I am. It's going to make up <laughs> Yeah, my C.J. Stroud stock is definitely covering the books for the Trailblazers Team of the Year pick. So, no, we're, we're in, and uh, I, I, I don't know. Am I, am I crazy for picking the Texans in this game? Are you picking them straight up? You're picking them to win? I think I'm picking them to win. I think I'm picking them Ooh. to win. I just – Lamar's going to have to prove it to me, man. Right now, C.J. Stroud is literally doing – breaking, like – the expectations for what a rookie can do. I think Romo made this point on the broadcast that they were doing the last game that they were doing. I think they did the, were they, well, I, I forget which game they did, but uh, he, I think he made this point where these AFC matchups are, are the, these are the four best quarterbacks in the AFC this yeah. season. Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, and Stroud just rookie right away. He's top four in the conference. Uh, not more than Burrow. I think I think we can't forget Burrow. But again, like for this healthy, season, right. yeah, for this season, yeah. But when Burrow, when he's healthy, when he's right, you can't. I don't know. I mean, he did play this. But Stroud, yeah, Stroud Burrow five. had some good games. But yeah, I would put Stroud five. Yeah, I put him over mm. Trevor Lawrence for sure. Was... And I think the Texans too ninth overall on Pro Football Focus on their team rating. So like you're saying, just solid all round team. D'Amico yeah. Ryans has definitely coached up the defense. The thing is, the defense is good. Like, Stingley is good. Yeah. Will Anderson is good. Cashman is good. And D'Amico Ryans is a good coach. So he's just going to elevate all of the other players, then elevate the star players as well, too. You know, Christian Harris, there was that clip online. I saw it before we started recording, but uh, of him, like, coaching up. It was, like, one of those mic'd up things of him coaching up Christian Harris on the Christian Harris pick six. And just kind of him laying out exactly how that would go. Just D'Amico Ryan's just doing an incredible job there. So, like you're saying, the Texans do definitely have the all-round strength. the The thing is, I think the the biggest difference for me with the Lamar questions, or you know, where these Ravens teams were compared to the past, like this Ravens team is just way better than that 2019 Ravens team. It just it the the talent surrounding Lamar is there's like actual yeah. legit Pro Bowl talent. I know that 2019 team, again, maybe had like a, a dozen Pro Bowlers on it, but I do mm -hmm. just think the the guys straight up are better. Here, let me pull up the roster real quick and look at the, look at the team. Because just like the skill guys alone, it's just kind of insane to go back and look at what Lamar was playing with. And again, should they have beaten the Titans in that game? Maybe I know Derrick Henry. That's Derrick Henry's awesome season, and he yeah, was he was, 30 carries in that game for 200 yards. He was unstoppable. But there, 
their rushing leader, you know, they had Mark Ingram, a 30-year-old Mark Ingram. Their receiving leaders were, you know, Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews, but Hayden Hurst, Willie Sneed, Seth Roberts, Miles Boykin. Dang, RG3 was still in the league. Hmm. Was he doing clips yet? Uh, I mean, having point, Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst was a embarrassment of riches. But yeah, they were yikes at the receiver spot. And I just, the defense as well, too. Let's see if we can uh, pull up the defensive starters here for yeah. the 2019 team. The defensive line, Brandon Williams, Michael Pierce, Chris Wormley, Jalen Ferguson, Josh Bynes. You've got Jude on there, and Humphrey probably had his best season as well, too. Earl Thomas, in his final season, managed somehow to make the Pro Bowl. But again, this year, you've got Roquan Smith, Kyle Hamilton, yeah. Patrick Queen. You still got Marlon Humphrey. I mean, just those those first three guys are probably, you're probably taking those guys above. Are you taking all of those guys above Judon? Definitely Hamilton. Definitely yeah. Roquan Smith. So I just, I do think that this, I do think that the Ravens team is significantly better compared but to those other teams. But I do think also the Texans team is significantly better than the Titans team they're playing. I mean, I, I, yeah, Derrick Henry was great in his prime, but you know, you look at some of the this offense the Texans have and that defense. I don't know. Maybe even the coach. I mean, Vrabel against Marco Rico Ryan's. I don't know. You're definitely no, you're definitely right about that. It's a little more well balanced. I mean, T- Tannehill versus Stroud feels <laughs> like a, an embarrassing conversation to even have at this point. But the other thing is too the the Texans right now are minus. Let me double check. Minus nine and a half or plus nine and a half. They're nine and a half point underdogs. So all of the all of the money right now is like incredible on the Texans. If you want to go alternate spread, Texans plus four and a half, plus one seventy six, plus three and a half is two to one. If they lose by a field goal, mm. two to one odds. So the money I think is good enough on some of these Texans lines where plus plus nine and a half feels ridiculous, and it feels like I think Stroud is competitive and the but the other part is too like are we just are we just underestimating the ravens because again their res, their resume this year was they destroyed the lions destroyed the niners destroyed the dolphins and we're like clearly the best regular season team so again the talent on this team is better are we just are we just underestimating them because 22 year old lamar threw a pick that bounced off of mark andrew's hands i mean I, I'm under a because of not just their history. Texans look really hot. And if there's any this year that's looked like a giant killer, it's definitely been the Texans. I mean, some of their games, you're just like, oh, they're 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 just gonna win this. And you know, honestly, this this offense, I mean, it's it's really clicking. So I, you know, do I actually think in my brain, do I actually think that the Texans are going to beat the Ravens? No, I know the logical answer is to pick the Ravens. I think they are the better team. But like I've said in the past, if CJ Trout wins this game and I'm not picking him, I'm going to feel horrible. And I just, I love watching CJ Trout play. I mean, it takes him a little bit. games you can see you know he needs a little bit but once up any game on its head and he's used to winning close games i mean we've seen him time and time again against good teams winning close games. 
not just make this uh, defense not even be a threat by Joe Flacco throwing picks helps, but pretty much handling business against this Browns team that has been a good defense all year long to go up against a team that, yes, is at home, but maybe a bit sluggish. I, I don't know. I, I got to go with the underdogs in this one. You know, I think a lot of these other games are going to go with the higher seed, but I, I really, and it would just be crazy for me for CJ Stroud to make it to round. Being the conference championship, that'd be, that'd just be stupid. So this is already the greatest rookie QB season of all time. Is that kind of, is that undebatable now? Yeah, pretty much. Is is he the only one that's I won mean, a playoff game? I haven't looked at anyone. I haven't looked. They said he was the youngest, right? I probably youngest. I mean, if Mahomes doesn't play that one season, one game he would have had. Becomes, yeah, a youngest QB to win it. So I guess if he's the youngest, he's probably definitely yeah. the only rookie. Because you're right, Mahomes wouldn't have won it as a rookie, technically. Brady, I don't think Brady technically as a rookie won a playoff game either. I don't think he really played yeah, all his rookie season. Yeah. Manning went 3-13. and 13. Prescott uh, lost uh, in the playoffs. Like, it's not just that he won. It's that he like throttled them. Yeah. And he, he was significantly better than that Browns team. That game, so. You know, most games... You know, and like we know, like with most games with rookies, you're just, you know, you're making it all perfect for them. They have a good running game. They're all setting it up. It doesn't matter with CJ. He's just, he's just chucking it out there. And uh, it's that fight we saw on him when he was playing with Ohio State in the college football playoff. And, you know, it was game time. And he still, you know, he went out there and made plays happen. So, I mean, we've seen it before. Shout out Pedigree. And, uh, I'm going right. to pick him again. You know, Lamar, we see one guy who's been a winner, who's shown to continue to be a winner. And on the southern side, you know, I mean, Lamar is a winner for sure. He's not quarterbacking enough. No, he is. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't believe it. Good thing you but, said it. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> no, no, he's a great quarterback. He is shown to be great at winning regular season games. But when the postseason comes along, Lamar has not. He's. I think he's won play, one playoff game his whole career. Am I? Am I right on this? Like, yeah. I mean, how are you going to get more MVPs than playoff wins? Like, he he, he definitely mm. has to win this game. But it's just. I mean, that'd be crazy if he if he did. I, the thing is, though, all of the other guys, because you're right, he's going to win his second MVP. All of the other guys that have won multiple MVPs have all won Super Bowls. Yeah. Joe Montana, Steve Young, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes. Mahomes, now Lamar. And Unitas won three MVPs. Jim Brown won three MVPs. And Unitas did win a Super Bowl. Jim Brown obviously didn't play when they had Super Bowls, but probably would have won like four of them. So that's <laughs> not even that's not even like Lamar is necessarily on the clock this year to win that Super Bowl right away. It's not like, you know, the both all the guys won the MVP nah, is on the, the same season winner. But I mean, you're right. He is on the clock and this year they have the best team and they're heavy yeah. favorites going into this game. I I think I'm going to pick the Ravens. I'm going to take the Ravens in this one, but I'm going to bet all the Texans money stuff. So that's yeah. that's going to that's going to also guarantee that the Texans don't win. But the, again, the value is good enough where I think the Texans could have a good game. Like the team total right now is 16 and a half points. Like they could lose this game 20 to 24, 24, 27. 
it could be a 20, it could be in the 20s mm -hmm. easily. So I think the value for some no, of the no. Texans money is like, I, we're taking it. Books, the Rev and Sam books are already hammering it. Pause. So I think we can make money on a good Texans performance and Lamar gets a good playoff win. I mean, Stroud can't have as many playoff, more playoff wins than Lamar. It'd be crazy, Stroud man. has two to Lamar's one. Yeah, oh my gosh. I just think of him having more MVPs than playoff wins. That's just that's just stupid. <laughs> like, what are we what are we doing, man? Like, what other sport? Like, he would be the only guy. I, I <laughs> oh gosh. Again, this is nothing against Lamar's skill, but I just gotta see it. I gotta see it to believe it. And one guy has shown it, you know, so I I gotta I gotta see it. Um Moving is there even a way to, to is that. there even a way to look at that in basketball? I'm trying to think like more playoff series wins than MVP. But even then, I, guess. I can't really I can't even think of a guy. How many MVPs did Bob McAdoo win? Yeah, I can't. I guess he won more than one series. Yeah. I think I, I think he know, might man. have too. He won the finals with the Lakers. Yeah. Now Dave Cowens won the finals. Pettit. Yeah, it turns out all these guys that won the MVP were pretty good. So they were winning playoff games. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Anyway, uh, moving on to the other side of the bracket. Um, I guess we can start with the Niners Packers. Uh, Packers are flying into the boat, into Levi Stadium to take on the Niners. And I think, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, you know, uh, the Packers are obviously just playing with house money right now. I mean, to get yeah. this kind of season out of Jordan your, Love is going to be playing with a lot of, of house money Love. after this, this playoff <laughs> performance. I mean, he's, he's definitely at least locked in there the next two, three years against, you know, after getting that kind of win against the Cowboys. And, but the thing that is very sneakily true about this Packers team that started to rear its ugly head. If Dallas had those timeouts near the end of the game, I think there's a real world Ooh. where they're coming back and winning that game against the Packers. And it well, was showing I don't know about that, but I think they were. I think, and I think you look at that end of the game. You had me for a second there, see, but you could see how bad the Packers defense has been. And, um, that combined with some serious pressure on Jordan Love. I mean, the 49ers have just been waiting for this opportunity. For They've always had some issues, but for once, they have the perfect conditions. They've had the bye. They're going to be playing at home all the way to the Super Bowl. They have their whole quarterback and everyone healthy. They have zero excuses. They have all the talent in the world. I mean, this is pretty much an all-star team. And uh, I, I believe they will handle business in this first week against and I mean, I don't really see the Bucks or the Lions really um, challenging them either. So I was going to ask you which rookie or which you know line was more disrespectful between the Packers and the Lions or Packers and the Texans, but you picked the Texans to win, so obviously the Texans. So what is the Stroud thing then over Jordan Love? Because I, the thing is, like this is kind of Jordan Love's. You know, it's not his rookie season. But it is, you know, obviously his first full season starting, his first chance at a playoff run. And 
I think the numbers, the numbers for him and Stroud were basically identical. I, they were both 16 to 21. I think Stroud had like three more yards and they both had the same amount of touchdowns. So is it, is it the college thing from Stroud that gives you that extra confidence? There is pedigree. I think pedigree matters. I think also it being is um, being given the keys immediately. I mean, and I think. I mean, I mean, it is I Rogers. Mean, I do but... think. Yeah, that's the thing. It is Rogers. But then him being drafted that low, you know, there's reasons he was evaluated at where he was at. And I think with um, let me see here. I mean, you look at the losses that C.J. Stroud has had. Um, they did lose badly to the Jets. There was that fluke game. And he didn't uh, play there was well a really, in that game either. Yeah. Uh, there was a three-point game against Jacksonville. That was close. Um, they did give Carolina their only win of the season. Uh, <laughs> against Another two-pointer against the Falcons. And then, you know, beginning of the season, two losses, but he was starting to, you know, he's figuring what out. I mean, it's a rookie, his first. So outside of the three losses in his first five games, I mean, he's, he was beaten only three times the rest of the season. One, two, three, eleven. So he had three losses in the first five games and then three losses in the next 11. Um, you know, and... With that game right now, three-game winning streak. I don't know. I think it's just the way that CJ Stroud consistently attacks, you know, down the field with his throwing. I think there's a little bit better connectivity with his wide receivers. But, mm. you know, I, I, I can also understand why people, you know, have Jordan Love pretty close to him. And Jordan Love has been in the league for several years. You know, like you mentioned, he's been under um, Rodgers, so he should be you know, at least somewhat better. So, I mean, putting him on the same level as C.J. Stroud, I get it. Why? But, like, he's been in the league longer and should be. He should be better than Stroud. Like, he's he's playing what he should be. Sure, there's probably a big yeah, age difference, too, now. Is he probably, yeah, what, 24? Yeah, he's 25. Yeah. 25? Yeah, he's Stroud's, 25. like, 21, 22. Yeah, yeah you might, exactly. he might be uh, 22. Yeah. But I mean, I I mean, I I'm picking the Niners too. I don't think, uh, yeah. And I do I do agree. The Texans is a more feisty upset matchup. I mean, this Packers team could definitely cover. Like, I don't the the Packers money line probably not gonna hit. But I mean, they could definitely cover and keep it interesting. But the fact that Jordan Love has now won a playoff game and kind of solidified himself as a starter. Shout out to the shout out to the 2020 quarterback draft class. Because the first five guys off the board that year, Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts. All five wow. of those guys, pro, pro Bowl level. I mean, four of them have made the Pro Bowl. Tua finally made it this year. I know we have the playoff questions, obviously, with Tua. And Jordan Love wasn't in the Pro Bowl, but definitely showed Pro Bowl level stuff in that playoff game. I mean, five quarterbacks that can win a playoff game feels like I don't. I want to call it the best quarterback class of all time, but to get five solid starters and then Burrow MVP candidate, Herbert Herbert as an upside guy. I mean, two was in the MVP conversation for a while, even though it maybe should have been Tyreek Hill. I guess even Hurts Hurts last year was second in MVP voting. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a stacked class. No, no. I mean, I guess yeah. When you look at that, you know, it is it is tougher to. 
Um, not Jordan Love being taken so low. But, you know, I, I definitely, between the two teams, I mean, I obviously do have more faith in uh, Houston. I mean, you know, I do, I think they do have some more. I mean, I think, you know, end of the season, having your season on the line, handling business on the road as well uh, to get that win was huge. And I think, you know, obviously smashing um, uh, Cleveland matters. But, you know, also the Packers themselves, you know, they also – I think they had a little bit more up and downs than um, than the Texans. I mean, this, I think the Texans just finished with a better – it was – was it the same record? Texas were ten close. and seven. Yeah, but you know, I mean, the the Packers went on a four game losing streak. Uh, five out of six. Green Bay games. nine and eight. Yeah, there were there were some shaky. There were some times, you know, it was back to back weeks where Jordan Love looked really bad. So I don't know. It, I think Love has definitely been more under not dependable throughout the season. But you know, obviously, I'm biased. I like I like the guys so. Um, I think I think Jordan Love is going to be the Packers guy for a while, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just haven't had any faith with him. I'm just kind of out. But he's, oh, pretty, he's out? winning back. He's winning me back. His his Spo track value right now is like forty million. So you know, there's a, be an interesting offseason conversation to have with him. But yeah. Packers do have Rick Basakia as their special teams assistant. So. Something to watch in this Niners game? Rich. I don't know. Can Rich get it done? Back uh, in the shout bed? out to the Raiders for bringing back mm. Pierce, keeping the guy this time. Yeah, time. Pierce over Harbaugh, is that the right move? I think they did the right thing. Happy. I think Pierce is the culture. I think uh -huh. Pierce established uh -huh. a culture. Uh -huh. I think guys like Max Crosby and the other stars were buying in. And I think, you know, the, they were playing well as well, and they were feisty. They had a couple of performances where, you know, the 63-point game. Shout out Antonio Pierce for that. So I think he earned it. I don't Man, think I don't think a, still open. I don't think a guy like Harbaugh gets to just swoop in and take the job from Antonio Pierce. That's not fair. No, that's why he was interviewing with the Falcons. He interviewed with the Falcons, and then the Falcons said that they're bringing Belichick for a second interview. So that's who it. knows how well that Harbaugh won that? I don't know. It means he's he, it means he's ready to leave. I mean, he went for the interview. We call this we call this move the John Gruden. This is the I'm gonna go interview around to mm -hmm. boost my price. <laughs> because he is also negotiating a contract simultaneously with Michigan. And it's not even just a money thing as well, too. He's trying to get like I, I don't want to call it tenure, but like a no firing clause mm. for the allegations and all the scandal stuff that's gonna be happening. He wants protection in the contract extension for any potential stuff that could happen because of that. So I think he's going to do a lot of, he's going to do a lot of interviewing and a lot of poking around to try to, I think, help himself with these contract negotiations. But shout out Antonio Pierce. Shout out. Shout out. And uh, yeah, shout out to the 49ers who should get this one at home. Uh, moving on to the next game. Packers going to cover Bucks it quickly. Headed over to the Lions. It is uh no Nine and a half? I, don't, I don't think they will i think it's gonna be blowout. Mm, okay i think i th I do think it's gonna be blow I, th I wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised I, you know mm. they're finally bet healthy. the 
Bet the Niners. Bet heavy money on the Niners, 49ers. Uh, other side of the bracket, uh, the Bucks sailing into Detroit. Um, really happy for the Bucks. You know, they're a team that I really like watching early in the season. Um, I kind of was worried it was just uh, Lynn Sanity a couple weeks thing, but they're back. They're back and at it, and uh, I'm really happy they exposed the fraudulent Eagles because I was, you know, I was trying mm. to warn y'all. I was like, they keep losing here. Like, this is being something, and, you know, the same with the pack. Losing streaks matter to me a lot. I think in the NFL, when you losing back-to-back-to-back games matters, and that was clearly shown with this game. I mean, you know, even the announcers were saying it just looked like the Eagles didn't want to play, so. Bucks uh, reap the rewards and uh, face the Lions who barely beat the Rams. Would you believe it if this was, if I told you this was the only matchup this week with number one overall picks for quarterbacks? This is the battle mm. of the number one picks. Jared Goff versus Baker yeah. Mayfield. And I got to say, like, it. the Jared Goff reclamation thing has obviously been in full effect this year. And he had been in a Super Bowl with the Rams, obviously. So there was, you know, he has had NFL success. Baker has had it as well, too. But, I mean, the the Baker reclamation thing, the way they won that playoff thing, and I get the Eagles defense, like you're saying. I Maybe that was more of a Eagles collapse in a way. But, I mean, he looked good last week. Yeah. No, he looked really good. And, and, uh, the, and like, what do you th- – well, what, what have you just taken away from his season in terms of – I don't want to say revitalizing his career – but is he clearly now like a starting level guy? Is he like a top 15 quarterback in the league? Top 20? I think he's top 20. Um, I I think, you know, again, they do have Godwin. They do have Mike Evans. So, you know, shout out to having good wide receivers. The team has been, uh, the team they're playing in, the Eagles have been rocky the last couple of weeks. And I think it's pretty obvious, you know, you saw, um, uh, hurts. He, he was hurt, literally. I mean, he wasn't a hundred percent. And um, I just, I just think that they, they're, you know, again, Matt Patricia. I still don't know why he has a job in this league. And um, probably has blackmail. Too much talent to be this bad. In IT search, does Matt Patricia have blackmail? And see if that's why he's uh <laughs> maybe and see if that's maybe. why he's still in the he league. A, he might have a chest. But you know, they made this offense perfect for Mayfield. Um and you know, it's kind of interesting. I mean, at the beginning of the season, the Bucks, you know, expected to tank. You know, they got rid of all their options, you know, it was Kyle yeah. Trask and who else was around there. And I think this is showing, you know, you have you still have weapons. The, the value of having someone like uh, Gardner Minshew, you guys almost made the playoffs, of uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, Fitzpatrick a couple of years ago, who, who had a solid season with the Bucks himself. Um, just having, if you still have the pieces of a good team like the Bucks do, they still have pieces of him in Levante David and those um, in their secondary and having, um, um, even having a Super Bowl winning coach in Todd Bowles. Yeah, they won with him as coach, I think, right? Was he on the staff? They won with Arians? Oh, he was the defensive coordinator. Oh, okay, he was the defensive coordinator. 
Uh, but having uh, having Godwin and Evans out wide, I mean, great wide receivers like that, um, who you just chuck it up to and they catch it um, mostly. Uh, they, uh, I think I was just watching some of the highlights and it was Evans drop just now. But uh, I think oh, it's, yeah. I think it's perfect. Also, a good O line. I mean, this was built for Tom Brady. It was built really, really good, and it's still good. I mean, shout out Tristan Wirfs. Shout out the pieces on this team. Um, and so they just needed someone to be average and Mayfield is, he's, you know, he's getting it done, but I think, I think it does end this week, but it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Confirmed Todd Bowles was the defensive coordinator on the Bucks Super Bowl winning team. There is a couple of things that are concerning from the Lions side of things. Well, just one in general. Do you think the Lions are playing well? Because their last seven games now, or the last seven games to finish the season, they were three and four. And they managed to, you know, win the playoff game against the Browns or against the Rams. But as Fatapore pointed out when we did the Tuesday show, I mean, the passing leader, receiving leader, rushing leader were all Ram, all Rams guys. I think a lot of the good performances came yeah. from the Rams side. And maybe they there isn't just a big case that they, you know, that game was a one-point game. They easily could have figured out a way to pull it off then. So do you, do you like the Lions vibe right now? I guess, you know, the winning the playoff game is a good vibe. Do you think the team's playing well? No. No, I mean, I do think the team has been scraping by, um, but I do, you know, obviously getting this win against the Rams is huge for this team. Um, boosting their confidence, you know, knowing that they can win at home, shaking, you know, getting that off their back. Um, you know, something that's been haunting them for almost a generation um, here. And, you know, the, it will be interesting to see them play against a team that they're not as invested in beating, you know, the, with the Rams, there's all that history. And there's the game where they feel like they got slighted. And so, but I think having them at home again, uh, having the face this team, at, facing the Bucks at home, and, uh, you know, having that crowd with them is definitely going to help. And uh, I think it's going to be enough to make really win it. I mean, there is part of me that is a little bit worried about Mayfield's explosiveness as a, as a passer. You know, as this offense of explosiveness really, you know, racking up some points and the Lions yeah. offense not having enough to come back. But... You know, I think the Lions, I mean, their defense showed up when they needed to in that fourth quarter to stop the Rams from scoring. But, but it has been a lot of close games. It has. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. But I think against, you know, a team that they should beat, they they will handle business. Um, but, you know, I, I think I think they will. I don't I don't know if they will, you know. It's, it's one of those things, you know. You, you, I don't know. Should we? What? How much percent of you is leaning towards the bus? Well, the you mentioned that Mayfield's explosiveness. Like, the thing is, the Bucks didn't really run the ball well against the Eagles, and Mayfield yeah. was still able to have a good passing attack. And the Lions' run defense is good this year, so maybe they're not going to. The Bucks aren't going to be able to do that. But the Lions' secondary this year has been really weak. And if you go back through that stretch that we just mentioned, where they were three and four and look at the receivers that they were playing against. They lost to Green Bay, gave up five receptions, 94, and a touchdown to Watson. They gave up five receptions and 119 yards to Olave. 
six receptions and 141 yards and a touchdown to Jetta. They had the 13 for 227 and a touchdown to CeeDee Lamb. Jetta again with 144 and a touchdown. Puka Nakua last week, obviously, 180 yards and a touchdown. Even in the Denver game, too, if you put Sutton and Judy's numbers together, eight receptions for 145 yards, that Denver offense is not necessarily even explosive. So there is a chance that Mike Evans could have a, a big game in this one. Mm-hmm. And God the Bucks, man. Godwin as well, too. And the Bucks defense in this one, compared to the Rams defense, just a little bit more experienced. And on the season as well, too, seventh allowed, seventh in points per game allowed this year, the Bucks defense. And Ray Lewis yeah. pointed this out on the, the Manning cast. Shout out to the Manning cast. They were doing the Bucks eagles game pause. It was their last game of the season. And they had Ray Lewis on as the fourth quarter guest. And he was really pointing out the, the gang tackling that this Bucks defense was doing. But what, you know, what that also points to as well, too, is this defense is a well-coached unit and just a bunch of veteran guys that have, you know, the corners that they have are still the corners that made the Super Bowl runs. Dean and Davis both look good in that Bucks week. Fatiport pointed that out as in that Eagles win. Fatiport pointed that out as well, too, on the Tuesday pod. So to have that experience, those veteran guys back there, I mean, I think that's going to be a little bit more of a, a feisty matchup. So I, I is this this Bucks team, I don't think it's better than the Rams team, but maybe that defense is a little bit better. The thing that you said, though, is that I think important is the defense for the line did kind of clutch up when it mattered. And in in the fourth quarter in this one, in a big moment, I mean, we were we were talking with this on the Tuesday pod, but I mean, do you trust the Lions defense in a big moment to get a stop? Uh, I mean, they did last week against, you know, one of the better offenses in the league. Uh, shout out to Puka Nakua across from Cooper Cup. And um, if anyone asks why I'm making faces, it's because uh, the Celtics had Jalen Burns two free throws and then they missed like a whole but Tatum just slammed it. So I don't know. It's the last minute and a half. Um, one point game. One point game. Are out of the league. And the significance for this is they're not trying to snap uh, 20 home, 20 home winning streak for the Celtics. Um, and the Celtics, you know, obviously are not going to have it snap. And uh, oh my gosh, Tatum just. All right, we'll see. We'll see what's We're pivoting to game. a live watch. I know Tatum just blocked. Is that Tatum? Porzingis? I, don't know. I think someone, Porzingis uh, just blocked Jokic three. So shout out Tatum, really, really taking over. Um, but yeah, I don't. With the Lions, I mean, it's just they feel like a solid team, but their wins have been close. Even their first game of the season against the Chiefs, mm-hmm. it was a one point game. Like they haven't had really a dominant win, and. Um, to go up against a team that has nothing to lose, similar to the Packers, and just, can just go out there and put up points. I mean, the Bucks were supposed to lose the season. Like, no one's out there expecting Baker to go in. And when mm-hmm. Baker is not, no pressure on him. He's great. And then a team that's specifically built for a gunner, you know, shooter like Tom Brady, you know, just go out there and put up 40, 50 passes. You know, that's a really dangerous roll of the dice when you have that good of a offense around them. And, um, oh, my gosh. Holy cow. I've got a Murray a Murray Jokic pick and roll at 45 seconds happening. I'm, at 50, at. I'm at 50 seconds. Zingas just got hit with the uh, foul on Jokic. Um, 
yeah, when you have yeah that much of an offense, I mean, it's I wouldn't be shocked if the Lions lost this just because there's just so many there that offense is really scary for a Lions fan, but. Yeah, I do. I do think the Lions are able to. They they're gonna have to come out from the beginning and dominate. And I think if they go mm. out, you know, they hold time of possession, even if it's like you know a one score game. If they have time of possession, they have the clock. You know, I think they are able to uh, get the get the win in this game. But that that's what they're gonna have to do is control the game, like slow it down. You know, pretty much do what was the only thing that could stop the Chiefs back in the day. And uh, that was slowing him down. Oh, my gosh. Aaron Gordon cannot hit a shot to save his life. I do think oh. that. <laughs> I think you just saw the Tatum play. Oh, was he fouled? Oh. Oh. What did they call it? Oh, my gosh. Was it the Tatum steal? I think with the Lions as well, too, that all the all the concerns being, you know, putting those aside, the fact that they've been in these close games and the fact, the fact that they were able to, you know, pull that Rams game off pause. But I do think was impressive. Like they got the stop on defense that they needed. And then when they got the ball back on offense, Goff was able to convert a couple of first downs. And as solid as some of the line stuff was in that Rams performance, yeah, I was shout out to champ got to watch the first lion home playoff game of our lifetime with the lions fan, the champ and kind of the one moment he was like, his most concern was Goff. Early fourth quarter, I think maybe like nine minutes left, doesn't get the third down. They punt the ball. The Rams are going to get it back. But when he gets the ball back at the end, he's able to pick up a couple of first downs. They're able to run the clock out, get the win. And part of that's golf, but part of that is Amon Ra as well, too. And he has been, yeah. Amon Ra has been fantastic in this yeah. last couple of games. And uh, the fact that the, the problem is the defensive backs for the Lions are giving up bigger per- receiving performances than Amon Ra. He's been like 100-plus yards, basically, I think like seven touchdowns over the last nine games. He's been on a pretty incredible stretch. So I agree with you. I do think that the Lions are going to take this one, but I think that the Bucs are going to keep this one close. And I think, I mean, it's the playoffs, right? Like, am I crazy for looking at all these Vegas lines? Playoffs? Am I crazy for looking at all these Vegas lines and thinking that playoff games, are they're going to be close because all these games are like, I think the Bucs-Lions is like six and a half. We got a six and a half, a nine and a half, a nine and a half. I know that Chiefs Bills game is going to be, you know, that that the line on that game's close. But am I crazy for thinking that even though some of these teams are not the teams we expected, that they're good teams? And I think that this week we're going to have competitive matchups. I don't think that we're necessarily going to see blowouts. Okay. I'm a little confused here with what's going on with the game. Uh, Jokic made a jump to move forward, they had a lane violation. Then it looked like they were going to give him the free throw. And now they're doing a jump ball in the middle. So a win for the Nuggets? I don't know. Mm. This is kind of this is kind of weird right now. I'm just waiting for my notification that's waiting for scores. I don't – oh, Tatum got it. Oh, my gosh. Call time out. Holy cow. Wait, you got to turn your notifications off while you watch the game. I know. You can't have that score buzz in early. I know. My, my, my stream's a little behind. I've got all the Bleacher Report stuff turned off. Yeah. ESPN. I'm going to do that right now. I mean, shout out to all the streaming services for providing. But, I mean, they they lag behind sometimes. It is what it is. And then you're watching a playoff game, last second field goal, then you get that buzzer down when they call the timeout to ice the kicker and you realize you're, you know, 30, 
40 seconds behind, a minute behind, and you know the score before the final plays even happen. It, it sneaks up on you sometimes. It so, gets you. Yeah, I think you know sometimes you got to silence, but yeah, you got to silence them. You're right. You're right. That's a that's a bad move right there. Um, all right, but happy oh, talk about lines coming up. Who, who are you picking? I, I'm taking lines as well too. Yeah. Do we want to rapid fire the rest of the bracket quick? Um, yeah, we You've both. Got... I got Texans Chiefs. Yeah, that's Texans what you said. Chiefs in the final in the conference final. I, of course, I'm picking the Chiefs to take the Super Bowl at that point. I've got Ravens Chiefs. Okay, who you have in the Super Bowl? I switched my pick. Uh. That Chiefs Bills game is tough. Honestly, if I'm being honest, I have no idea who's gonna win that game. But yeah, that's gonna be the toughest game of the whole week. I I do kind of want Lamar to get the Super Bowl. Yeah, same. at least to be in it, I think would be clutch. More MVPs in Super Bowls, please, or than playoff ones. I'll I'll pick Lamar to make it this week. Okay. Although, and then uh, did I just backtrack about... and pick the Texans? <laughs> So you're saying Lamar in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay. Against who? Are we going to graphic Super Bowl? Can I take the Lions? Why do they give Jalen Brown the ball? Ravens Lions? Oh my gosh! Give me say. Oh, they fouled him. Look out! Ravens Lions? The Lions over the 49ers? Mm -hmm. the 49ers? That's a tough one. I was looking at Purdy's numbers too. Purdy, the so if you take out that Ravens game, Purdy the last seven games was seventy two percent, two hundred eighty four yards a game, nineteen touchdowns, two picks, one hundred and thirty six passer rating over that stretch. And even the last two, even if you throw in that Ravens game, one hundred twenty passer rating still seventy percent completion percentage. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Niners Ravens. Yeah, graphic bowl. I think it's going to be a graphic ball. The one if seeds? the Chiefs aren't making it. Wait, you picked the Texans? Yeah, I have the Chiefs and uh, 49ers in the Super Bowl. Oh, well, there's purple on the graphic. You need to get yeah. the Texans in there. Nah, I'm, I'm staying with my uh, pick that I had. So if Stroud beats Mahomes in the playoffs, is he the best, is he the best quarterback <laughs> in the league? Does he just take that crown right away? He's got to win a ring. He's got to win it all. Oh, oh well, I, I shouldn't say. Sam streams behind. <laughs> Sam doesn't know who I bet on. It's fine. I think I do. Oh, yeah, you're right. I think I might have said it before we started. And, uh, yeah, part of me thinks the Celtics are going to choke this one. I mean, you know, going 21-0, and whatever, oh, they would have gone if they won this game. Would have been crazy. Um... Wait, where are you at? Oh gosh, that hurt. Oh, we might I just saw, oh, I just saw Tatum miss that shot. That was tough. That's a good win oh, by yeah. Nuggets. They definitely fought back for that. That's, I mean, that's a statement win. Like we were talking before the pod, and we might get into it a little bit, but it's probably a good transition. You know, the Nuggets have been kind of coasting a little bit. It felt like through the season, and this was definitely, uh, you know, a little statement win that they're still the champions. You know, they're still, they're still the best. Shout out to the Denver Nuggets. Two to one, baby. Money line. It was too tempting. I was staring at the spread before uh, this game paused, and it was like seven points. And I was I was like, okay, I get that the Celtics are on a win streak here, but does that necessarily mean that they're a 
dominant home team or are they just, you know, playing well, like the matchups here, like the Nuggets are still maybe the best team in the West. So seven points is tempting. And then a, a Nuggets money line at two to one. So it's like, okay, maybe Jokic is not playing. Maybe there's some injuries, maybe Murray's out, but all of the guys were healthy. And if you can bet a healthy Nuggets team in any scenario at two to one to win, you have to do it. So sorry, Vegas. Maybe maybe we'll get kicked off the books one day, but not right now. <laughs> right now, we're going to keep on winning money. And it's a good start because we're doing a, we've instituted a new rule. It's not necessarily a New Year's resolution, but a, a, a new rule for the short foreseeable future, if that's a thing. No parlays. We're doing a no parlay rule, just straight bets. Parlay thing has been an unsuccessful way to try to do it. Just if you like something, just bet it straight up. And we did. We committed with this Nuggets game. We didn't do any parlays. Didn't didn't do anything crazy. Got the win. Just felt like we needed to say that. Get that out there. Yeah. Shout out to Jokic, 34, 12, and nine. Um, continuing, <laughs> just doing his thing. And uh, yeah, I guess we can transition this because obviously Jokic is on both of our All Star picks. We're giving our All Stars. You know, we still are fans. We can, you, everyone can vote, even you listening on the pod. But we're giving our picks. Who are we voting to be in the game? Are both of our starting fives? We can't vote on reserves, I guess. But yeah. uh, we both have our starting fives. We both have it. So, Rem, do you want to start in the East, West? We can do a little unveiling here. Are we doing, should we do, let's do the West. Do you want to do the West first? We can do the West. All right. And I'm not worried about the West. About no one we can West. do so easy West lock number one, Jokic. <laughs> <Let's see here. laughs> yeah, I got it. Uh yeah, Jokic. is the easiest lock of all. I think he's the easiest. Is Jokic the easiest lock in the whole thing? You stand West. So yeah. you're saying Jokic is MVP of the league right now. I don't know if I'd say all that. Joel Embiid mm. has been killing it this year. What? How many games in a row has he had that 13-10? And I know he's, you know, dinked and dunked to get to it, but. But still. All fair. Is it a little Westbrookian? Probably. Probably. But it's still been know. pretty impressive. And he did yeah. it against Jokic the other night. Exactly. What does it mean? Do we, should we talk about that matchup now? Or is that an Embiid thing? Did you take away Jokic uh, stuff from that? Or is that Embiid stuff? We, I think it was more Embiid stuff. Okay, okay. Um, and I mean, we were just we just finished watching that Nuggets Celtics game as well too. Yeah. So Jokic is obviously. Yeah. It's, I don't know if there's any question marks, and I still think with that matchup, is he like seventy some percent from the field over the last ten games? It's it's something. It's it's seventy five plus percent. <laughs> he's been he's been on another level. Uh, in terms of efficiency. I think that's his – I mean, and it makes sense because, the. I mean, the Nuggets, you know, now they've won a championship. They understand, you know, that they they, they are good. They still have to stay good. But, you know, they don't – they're not as worried as the regular season. You know, they understand what it takes to be a champion. There's no longer that, you know, scaredness. And so they can work on certain things. And Jokic has obviously made it his goal to be as efficient as possible. And he's, you know, he, are you always, I mean, I'm thinking the past, he has been efficient as possible. He's been really efficient in terms of stats, but he's really taken it to another level in terms of taking shots that 
you know, taking great shots. And uh, let's see here. For the season, uh, he's actually taking a step back from the field. Actually, his shooting numbers are down across from the last season. season? Yeah, yeah, from last season. Um, but recently. But last, yeah, more recently has been really efficient. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it is interesting. I think there's, like, some score, if he takes a certain number of shots, like the the nuggets are more likely to lose, but it's just like you know he's gonna take more shots once they're down. The last couple of games, yeah, you're right. In the last, it's only the last six games, um, because the game before that kind of was just screwy. Yeah, last ten, he's seventy six percent. Yeah, last last the last two, three, four, five, six, seven, last seven games, he's been seventy two percent from the field, fifty percent from three, and eighty one from free throw. So the 70, 50, 80 100%. club. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's 70% of the field is wild on almost 14 shots attempted. And most of that is screwed over by the uh, Detroit game where he only took three shots um, and had 16 assists. But anyway, Jokic just doing whatever he wants. And, you know, I think, uh, I think uh, that's again on display this year. Easy locks. Easy lock. All right. You want to stay in the front court or I guess I'll go next. Um, yeah, I'll we both have Jokic. Yeah. Uh, my other big man or one of my big men was AD um, at 30 years old. As your starter? As a starter. I had Anthony Davis as a starter. Oh, okay. I I think he he's played insane this year. Um, I'm trying to see. Okay, so wait, who's just. Who's the other front court guy? Let's see here. I have. Well, since I'm going to be revealing it, um, where do you go? Uh, I, had, now I have to know. I had AD and then I had KD. Oh, KD an AD KD combo. AD KD Jokic. Yeah. I guess since I give it up, who who are your other two? So I had Jokic. Okay. I had LeBron. Mm. LeBron. Now he kind of, I'm I and that's just I, I think that's just obviously and we can get into it, but I think that's just the way it's gonna be. So I kind of I'm just putting him in that spot. Yeah, he's gonna so. be there. I'm not saying yeah. who would think it is. I mean I put who I think should be there, but yeah, if I thought who is going to be there, LeBron, you know, <laughs> he's gonna get okay. We can uh yeah, okay, we can definitely talk that out then. But uh I my other front court guy, and this one is probably, this is like an maybe an eighty percent lock. I think I'm gonna go Kawhi. I think it's got to be Kawhi. Mm. And I okay, think it I was, it. I and it. I think it was Durant for a long time. But the Clippers yeah. lately, I think yeah. it's got to be one of the Clippers, and I think it's obviously Kawhi. And I think they get a start. Wow, Paul George is really he's showing up on offense. Yeah, the Paul George numbers have been fantastic. Cool. All the Clippers guys. Yeah, been, uh, pretty crazy, but I, I think Kawhi is Kawhi is def like Jokic and Kawhi are definitely my two votes, and then I'm doing the LeBron one just because I think that's kind of the way it's going to be. But so, are you gonna are you gonna change Kawhi for KD? I guess are you gonna do it for KD or Davis? I'm gonna keep. Excuse me. I'm gonna keep KD in there. I think I think he's having another great season. Uh, his shooting, I think, you know, I think he's 
you know, he, he kind of been quitting on the team uh, a little bit there. But I think he's kind of continued to back it up um, at 35 years old. And, you know, you're right. Kawhi, the last couple of games, they, they've been on another level. I mean, they, they really have. Um, I think Durantula has been out a little bit. Oh, no, he's still in. Still in. Yeah, the last. Okay, so he was hurt for a couple of games there. Um, and they, they've been a little bit up and down here, uh, in terms of win losses, but you know, they, yeah, they lost to the Clippers, um, but he still had 37 and seven. Um, and then they beat the Lakers, you know, beat Portland and then beat, beat the Kings. So looking at the last several games. So I, I just, I do, I do get it though. I do get why you would have Kawhi over there in terms of, but I think both of them have, players on their team who are more the focal point of their offense. Um, <clears throat> now, Kawhi has shown up on defense, um, some of the plays he's been making. Uh, but, you know, I, I think KD is, is, is scoring and puts them there. Um, and it's an all-star game. I want to see scoring. I don't, wanna, I don't really want to see defense. So in terms of all-star, I'd put KD. And then AD over LeBron, like – LeBron will be there, but when you look at the Make big the games, when you look at the big games that Anthony Davis has had this season, you know, he's definitely, I think he's more, impact, I think not more impactful, but I think in terms of statistics and just straight up numbers, like I think he, he is, he has been really good um, over the course of this whole season, consistent night after night. Um, and to see him playing at this level, um, for this long, you know, not really hurt. Um, uh, I think, I think speaks a lot. And, you know, I think the Lakers are in a similar situation as last year, except LeBron and AD have not been hurt at all. Um, which is kind of, you know, you start questioning what's going on, but in terms of output, I think LeBron slowed a little bit, which is totally Okay. But, you know, the last two years before the season, he had, what, 37 and 8, 37 and 8, and then this, or 28, uh, yeah, 28, almost 29, 8 and 7. And now this year he's been 24, uh, 7 and 6. And, you know, that's a little dip, but it's still a dip, you know. It's still it's still a little dip, you know, and that's straight. Now, these are raw numbers, and I think, you know, in terms of impact on the game, um, he's been huge. He's had to play. Um, every single game this season so far, uh, I think so, or most of the games. He's played a majority, a lot of the games. Um, his shooting numbers have improved um, from 32 to 39% from three. Uh, and, you know, I think it does matter. But um, he's been healthy. He's been in there. And I think I think AD, AD has really – I think he's been consistently – I think AD has – consistently put up better stats than LeBron. Now, does this mean AD's a better player than LeBron? No, I don't think, you know, I wouldn't sit here and make that argument. But, I mean, I think it's close. But I think AD has put up bigger stats than LeBron throughout the season. So, Kawhi, so the Clippers, the last 22 games as a team are 18-4. and four. I believe that's the best record in the, in the league over that stretch. Kawhi has played 18 of those games. He is 25 points a game. The 56-49-92 club for Kawhi. Yeah. Six rebounds, four assists. Like you mentioned, the defense as well, too. Yeah. Plus, plus 
box score. So are we gonna are we saying Kawhi's a lock? I I mean maybe for you. I mean I have a totally different person there. I think LeBron's a lock. I think. He's oh wait, gonna... I thought you said you were putting Kawhi over KD. I don't. I know. I put KD in there just because I want to see more scoring in the All Star game. Oh, so you're just keeping it the way you had it? Yeah, I think. I think in terms of scoring, I think KD has the edge. Um, and I think, you know, I I think you know just it's. When you look offensively for the Clippers, you know, Kawhi kind of becomes the third option. You know, he has shown up in moments, but I think KD is shouldering more of his team scoring load than Kawhi is. So, um, but, you know, so I, I would put uh, KD in there. But, you know, it is just skill set. You know, I understand. You know, I get why some people might have Kawhi over KD. Um, and, you know, it is just parts of the game. But that's what the All-Star game is for is. So can I tell you the guy that I want? Can I tell you the guy that I want to put on the front court? Just throw him in there. Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to see if I can actually make this vote work. <laughs> Let me see if I can move move some guys around real quick. Oh, I don't I don't think it's gonna let me do it. I'll I'm gonna keep trying, but the guy, so if 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 we could make this work, the, the guy that yeah. I was wanting to put in there. So for me, Jokic, LeBron, maybe I don't want to jump ahead. Maybe it's move Luca into the front court and make this guy a, a guard. But the guy I was wanted to make the case for an all-star starter. It's a bonus. Do, do we have to put Anthony Edwards on as an all-star starter? Court? Not in the front court. I mean, the back court? No, not. There's no space in the back court. But do we move? Can we move Luca into the front court? Mm, now you get and then Edwards into the back court. Shenanigans. Like I said, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna let me vote this way for real. Yeah, so if, if, it, if if the league lets you vote, vote that and then put it in. Uh, well, you might have me there because I don't. Exactly. I don't think so, there's a way. So we can't do that. We can't do it either. So you know. So there's no case for it. I mean, if it's impossible, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do we have time to contact the league? It can we get the league on the line quickly? Just say, right? On Basketball Reference, he's only played he's played twenty seven oh twenty percent of his minutes at small forward. That's enough. Fifth of your minutes. Yeah, I don't know. I. Again, the league the league does not consider him a front court player, so you know. Okay, that's fine then. I'll I can I can I can stick with LeBron. If you're making me stick with LeBron, I'll stick with LeBron. So I'll, yeah, I'll go Jokic, Kawhi, well. LeBron. All right, and then uh, I think we both have the same backcourts, uh, Luca and SGA. Um, yeah, it is it is kind of surprising that it's just so locked in. With Curry still existing, but you know, that's uh, that's where we're at with the Warriors. Also, um, RIP to the the Warriors assistant uh, coach who passed away recently um, due to a heart attack. Um, out of respect for him, I'm not going to try to butcher his name, but I, I really, you know, prayers out to the Warriors. I know they've had a tough time the last couple of weeks. We've had jokes and stuff, but yeah, prayers out to them. They postponed today's tonight's game, so um, yeah. 
never want to see anyone go. And also shout out to the Raptors head coach for running that first play uh, for his honor. Yeah, I think they knew each other since uh, was it high school or something? Seven years old mm. and known each other for I, a long time. So I I had seen the those part where they were friends, but yeah, I didn't know how far you know that how much history they had had between the two of them like that. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, are you kind of surprised? I mean, this is where we're at. Uh, Curry is just not an All Star starter. So if we're, if I'm being honest, like to go back to it, I, I think I would have Edwards in my front backcourt rankings over Curry as an all-star wow. starter. I don't, I don't think if, you know, all NBA doing individual yeah. stuff, all NBA. Curry has some pedigree, but the Timberwolves are the second best team in the league on, with, you know, second best record in the league. And you got yeah, Anthony Edwards talking smack while he's doing it. Looking like uh, Jordan. Do you see it? Does he look like Jordan? Well, I it's tough because I mean, the thing is, Jordan is Jordan. Guys are going to imitate Jordan. So, is he going to do things that resemble Jordan? I mean, probably. He's probably watching him, and, and he looks right. like Jordan. Implement those things. Yeah, the I I've seen I've seen the stuff. He's got the armband. <laughs> exactly. You know, he like the way he shoots too. Some of the, some of the way he runs. I don't know. The athleticism. Yeah, I will say his is his athleticism more Jordan like than Kobe's. I don't know. That might be a weird thing. I don't but. know. Destroyed the Clippers like a week ago. I don't know. Is, I mean, uh, I, does he resemble Jordan in the way that Trey Young resembles Steph? In that guys yeah, are gonna again, good, guys are gonna depression. do the same things. And that's I, I mean, he's person. better, obviously, but yeah. No, that's a good comparison. Um, I mean, I definitely think that, you know, Trey Young passes a lot more than Curry, and I don't know if there's that much variance between... Uh, Maybe Trey Young's more hardened, like. Anthony Edwards, yeah. No, he, he is. Now he's flailing. He's getting all those calls flailing into guys. Um, but I'm sure he's I'm sure he's watching Jordan highlights, and then it's just going to be... You know, maybe it's even subconsciously too, but I mean, players oh. are going to imitate their favorite players. So, and he, he's one of the, he's like one of the guys that has the rare combination of everything to actually be able to pull off a Michael Jordan imitation. Yeah. Do it decently on a basketball court, have the athleticism, have the build, have the, the, you know, the swagger, the demeanor, the way he carries himself, just the confidence in big moments. Yeah. No, I'm really excited for the Timberwolves this, this postseason if they stay healthy. They're, they're, I mean, they were the team we pointed to last year that was the closest to really challenging the Nuggets, and now they're, they're looking serious, looking real. It, I, I, I really wanted to see if there was a case for him over Luka, but it's yeah. – it's, it, I mean, you know, Luka's 30-plus points a game. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, Edwards, the last month, has been 28 points a game. 49, 39, 85 splits, which is, I mean, that's amazing for Anthony Edwards. If he's, you know, on the brink of 50, 40, 85, I mean, that's pretty, you, you're going to take that. But like the advanced stats, he's 23rd and mm. box plus minus, 24th in value over replacement player, 41st in PER. So again, it's hard to, hard to build a case for him over Luca with the way Luca is playing. But the Timberwolves are the yeah. number one seed. He's been there. I know, you know, there's some defense stuff there too with uh, the way 
Gobert has emerged this year, but he's obviously been their guy. So I feel like they need to be rewarded in that. So obviously he's a, a lock on my bench, but I would yeah. have, is it crazy to say, would you still have Curry over him? Curry over if Anthony Edwards? If they, if they needed like a sub, if they had to yeah. sub in a starter, would you sub in Curry first? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I still would. I don't think it's really, I don't think it's too close yet. I mean, you look at the Timberwolves, they're a good roster. Um, yeah. You know, Jada McDaniels has really taken a step. Uh, I think, you know, having slow-mo doesn't hurt. And uh, I mean, it's one of those things that I think, you know, NBA, us as NBA fans are bad at. And that's giving time for teams to match together. Now the Clippers probably took a little longer than they should have, but you know, giving um, the giving giving the Timberwolves time to have Cat go bear, you know, work together, figure out how they're going to work together to be a good, you know, good team. Um, you know, I think you can see the fruits of that now, um, just being comfortable with each other and playing. Curry this year, he's twenty six four and four. 39% from three. The thing is, obviously, with the, it's just the Warriors. The Warriors are 12th in the West. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> 12th. Who's 11th? Are the Jazz 11th? They're below the Jazz I think right it's now? The Jazz, yeah. Yeah, the Jazz have started to play they're, a lot better. They're two spots away from the play-in. Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't want to disrespect Curry and the Curry stuff, but... But it's like Curry and who, you know? I mean, the Timberwolves have Cat, like... Cap may have been losing a lot of games, but he's still a really good offensive player. Like, you would know. you rather have Cat or Kaminga? Cat, I would rather have Cat right now. I mean, if I was doing, you know, the next five years, I'd definitely take. Can we hook right Sam up to a lie detector? Hook this man up to a test. This season, on his with own, the contract, I, I Cat. I'd still rather have Cat. <laughs> Kaminga's close, but Cat's shooting is just something else. Sam, I know there's like things that just Sam absolutely that just like make his skin crawl when he hears about it. And I know for a while the Carl Anthony Towns contract was one of them. So it's tough. It's a quick pivot away from your boy Kaminga. It's tough. I, I love Kaminga and you know, but the cat's consistent scoring, you know, Kaminga's not nearly as polished. Uh, you know. Is he still a top five most highest paid person in North America or whatever Probably. that stat was? Something. I don't know. Let me see. Maybe he's top 10 now with the Jalen Brown contract, but but definitely yeah, uh so... is Wiggins could Wiggins go back and start for the Timberwolves now? Yeah, five have to bring Wiggins off the doesn't bench. seem that big anymore. Uh what's the last number on that? Um do you have it? 36 for towns? Last yeah, thirty six. He's actually in a contract year. Oh well, that's just because the extension hasn't kicked in yet. Let's see. When is the extension? Oh, four years, twenty two. I don't know why they didn't put it in. Come on now. Oh, so okay. he's at. Yeah, so he's forty nine. He has a player option for sixty one. No. Forty nine, fifty three, fifty seven, sixty one. I think Kaminga will probably be getting paid like. On a max salary like 32 million, 40 million at that point. Yeah. If all goes well. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. If all goes well. So I mean, would you rather you're getting with cat? 
So would you rather have Cat at sixty million? Hey, I, I said for this season. This season only uh-huh, thirty six yeah, million okay. Cat. I would rather have him. Give it, give it a year or two after he gets a thirteen million dollar raise. In are one the, year, are the Timberwolves better with Nas Reed on the court? Is the question. There, that is a legitimate likelihood in these next couple of years. Wait, are we? Did we do? We picked the front courts, or we picked the starters already? We had our five guys. Yeah, I think we have our five guys. In the West, and then, and then yeah, you mm-hmm. had Steph. Are we going to do reserves in the West, or are we going to do East starters quick? Uh, we're going to do East starters. I don't. I did not. Okay, have okay. Reserves up. I'm not gonna lie. I can no. I have I have guys I can throw at you after. Okay. Pause. All right, uh, so um, I'm guessing our locks are the same for the center and Embiid. Joel? Joel. I think the East is going to be a lot easier, not going to lie. The front court anyways. Um, because I also had Giannis and Jason there. Yeah, double locks. Yeah, I, think- Trip- I guess triple locks? Triple locks, yeah, yeah. I think they're clearly yeah, the best. Let me go. Let I mean, me look Bam, up the list. Like Bam, Julius, Pascal Siakam, who just got traded. <laughs> All I mean, he's going to be putting up some crazy points with the Pacers. You don't care about him. Mm, that's true. Is Siakam going to be at like 31 points a game, but the Pacers are going to win 14 games because they're giving up 150? I don't know. He might bring some defense, but the thing is like, even if you looked at some of the numbers, if you found some guy with numbers and made a numbers case with Tatum, the Celtics are the best team in the league right now. Like they have to have an all-star starter. So I mean, it's Giannis Embiid and the best player on the best team in the league. Yeah. Like where's the other guy? There's, I guess there's really, there's no other case. Dan Carroll. Derek White. Oh, you mean uh, for the, those starters. Yeah. For the starters. Listen, unless you're going to say that Jalen Brown's playing better than Tatum for some reason, but I feel like the backcourt, I feel like, is the interesting one because I have three guys for two spots. Mm. Who do you got? Who are your three guys? So this is not a this is not in in order necessarily, but the three guys that I have are Halliburton, Brunson, and Maxi. Brunson, okay. Oh, you're surprised by Brunson. So you think Halliburton and Maxi? Yeah, I think Halliburton and Maxi clearly, um, clearly are. I think they're the top two. I mean, Brunson, you know. So you think Maxi over Brunson's not a debate? It's close, but I mean, there is a reason why the Sun or not the Suns, the Knicks needed changes, and I mean, they know that Brunson needs a little help, you know, because Randall's in his way. Um. But I do, I do think, I mean, I do like Tyrese over him. I mean, then again, Jalen Brunson isn't playing with like the best offensive center in the league. So it is, it is close, but we have seen, you know, games Tyrese has stepped up. So I don't, I don't know. It is close, but I just, I didn't even think about it. I just put Tyrese in the two Tyrese. I mean, the numbers are almost identical going into tonight anyways, recording this, obviously, Friday night, if you didn't pick that up when we said uh, Celtics Nuggets. But there, Brunson is 26 points, five assists, 
47, 42, 82 shooting splits. Maxi is 26 points, six assists, 45, 38, 85 splits. So Brunson, a slightly more efficient from three. It's really yeah. just the, it, as the lead guy in the offense, does he yeah, get the nod yeah. versus yeah. Maxi is the the number two? Plus, do we do, do the Sixers get two All Star starters? Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, Can that be the one? Is that is that the one duo in the league that could have that could you know be the two All Star starters? Uh, I mean, the, the Lakers are tenth in the West right now, so I don't think it's gonna. It's not gonna be Davis and LeBron. So make the case for Gobert and no. Edwards. Gobert and Edwards in the for starters. I don't. I don't think they should both be starters. <laughs> I wouldn't put wouldn't put Gilbert in as a starter. But 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 do but have Maxi and the Sixers earned that? Do I mean, do they get that nod? I think they've been one of the best parents together um, in the league. And, you know, I do understand putting Jalen Brunson over him. And I think, I think Brunson will probably. I I didn't say that's what I had, but yeah. Yeah. But I know I do see where people are coming from in terms of Brunson being the number one option on the team. Him not playing with like MB, you know, him not having as easy time. And now, now, I mean, with the trades, it is, um, it is easier to, see him play well um having OJ on and Obi on the team has definitely helped him but yeah I don't it's I mean they're only two places away uh let's see here they do yeah they just have two more wins two less wins than them so it's yeah. not like it's not like it's a significantly better team but I'm personally more married to Maxi's play style I like him more as a player um, I mean, I know just watching him play. Um, now we, I mean, we are big fans of Jalen Brunson on this pod, so it's no shade at Jalen Brunson. But uh, between the two, for an All Star game, I'm definitely going for what is the most visually pleasing game to me. At the same time, as you know, still respecting what players are on there, and uh, I definitely would put Maxi there. And I think you know it's a great start for a young player. What if? So what if? You wouldn't consider maybe Brunson and Maxi? No, I think I think Halliburton has to be a starter. <laughs> that's not leads the league in assists. Yeah, that's not that's that's definitely not an argument. 49, 40, 86 shooting splits. Yeah. It's tough. I, I was I was thinking about giving Brunson the nod for just being the lead guy. And that Knicks team is playing well. Since the Honor Nobi trade, he's twenty seven and eight. As well, too. The Anunoby thing. Mm. So, Shout out Tyler Hero for shutting down the Hawks late. Oh! Tyler Hero lockdown. It was a one-point game, man. Tune in to see it. So you're going to... Um, so Maxi's the pick? Should I pick... I, I I was undecided. So if you're saying Maxi's yeah, the better pick... I'm putting Maxi. I mean, I just... I like Maxi's upside a little more because Jalen Brunson... As a player, like he's he he's making do with what he has. I mean, I think he's a really good player, but I think with Maxi, you can see his ceilings a little bit higher when you see his speed, the way he attacks the basket. Um, I think if it shoots a bit better, 
while I think Brunson is right now starting to hit his ceiling, like in terms of what he can do. And like, you know, Maxi is not the number one option, but that means also he's not getting the same number of shots. Um, maybe we could actually hmm. see that. All right. Uh, yeah, but no, I, I would have Tyrese. So I think just to let the people at home know where we are at with our picks, I have in the West, Jokic, Davis, KD, SGA, Doncic. Uh, in the West, our East, I have Tatum, Giannis, Embiid, Halliburton, and Maxi. You want to give your picks? Yeah, I've done a I've done a slight pivot here, scrolling through the the names. Oh. Um. Oh, here. Live in the pod. I didn't realize this, but you can vote for any player you want. So yeah. I did see that Victor Wembanyama's name was on here. I'm I was surprised he didn't already have. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lock. lock Leads the up. league in blocks per game. Longest neck of any of these starters. I've got Jokic, Kawhi, LeBron. SGA, Luca in the West. And then for the East. Ooh. I've got we've got Embiid. I've got Giannis. I've got Tatum. I've got Halliburton. You got Wemby. Right now. Yeah, right. Wemby in both the East and the West. I and then uh I have Brunson's picture in right now. Okay. And I just exit off. And now I'm looking at Maxi and Brunson. I'll vote for Brunson. I'll vote for Brunson. Brunson's my guy. Lamelo. So Maxi or Halbert? Halbert. Okay. Yeah. Embiid, Giannis, Tatum, Halbert, and Brunson. And who is in your West? SGA, Luka, Jokic, LeBron, Kawhi. LeBron, Kawhi. Okay. All right. Well, both solid list. Uh, a little, a little different on front courts, but yeah, there's a lot of good forwards. In the no, actually, West I do right think now. you might be right. I think Maxi might be the right pick, but I'll vote for Brunson. Yeah, yeah, it's it's close, but yeah. Uh, also, shout out to Dejounte Murray, former Spur, hitting a three almost from half court uh, to put the lead up over one over the Heat. I thought the game was over. They're up by four. The Heat with like 19 seconds left. Here, let me go back and see if I can watch this. He just hit a game winner against the Magic. Yeah, yeah, that's what they were showing the clip of. Uh, beat the beat the Magic at home, or in that back beat the Magic in, in Atlanta. So, man, uh, yeah, I don't know. Two seconds, we'll see. Heat culture. I love how did wow they really have the Heat on their jerseys have culture. Yeah, and maybe some of the worst jerseys that have been around. That's not even if they are using the white hot. Um, I know theirs. I said, I know I said Kawhi, but I'm officially submitting my vote with Wemby over Kawhi just because of the trade. So, oh my gosh! Still, Spurs still not guy over. through and through. Oh wait, um, I'm not a robot. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, bro! This is a real person voting. That's actually trying to think about it. Oh, here we go. Bet. Ooh, that looks good. Can I throw a couple of options for you at the reserves quick? Okay, yeah, yeah. So there's seven reserves Zion. for each. Zion's one of them if you want to start with the West. <laughs> so I'll just I'll just name the guys at you. Okay. Throw the throw the names, and then we've we've got to get seven guys out of this list. 
right. So, well, I have I have Durant down. You said he's a lock, right? Because you had yeah. him in, a, in as a starter. Mm-hmm. So we both Durant's in. Curry's obviously in. Mm-hmm. Um. So let me think. It. Oh, do you have Edwards Maybe. as a lock? Yeah, Davis. Davis is in. Yeah. yeah, I think. I mean, there has to be someone from the number one seed. Like you know, there's just got to be someone. Let me, let me write this down. AD, AD. Okay, so that's four. Steph, Ant, da- Davis, KD, because that's what I have, and then you would have um two guys that I left out. So the other, so the options left for the West, we get. Three guys out of this list. I'm okay. just going to throw the guys at you. Devin Booker, Jamal Murray, James Harden, Zion, Sabonis, Chet, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Sven Goon, Carl mm. Anthony Towns, Marketing. Marketing has he? He's been kind of up and down. I don't know. Sven Goon has better to get lately. Sven Goon has oh. to get in. Oh, he's a lock. I think he has to get in. Okay. He's been really good. And they always put in like someone who's playing really well, who you kind of don't know about, but he's there. Like there's Trey Young one year or uh marketing. I think I think uh Sam Goon is gonna be the marketing this year. He's the he's the one guy. The, yeah, you're the like, low seed oh, guy. 25 and 10, okay. That sneaks in. Yeah, like, like and injury reserves could change all of this. I mean, obviously with the new rules, all NBA rules, we've suddenly seen players like magically healed and being able to play all the games but i don't so, know i wouldn't be surprised if near the end of the season we see some shenanigans of uh, some two minute nights <laughs> so you have two spots left are you going to give one of those to another clipper let's see that was a pretty big list uh I guess I could do you pick want, pretty much anyone. Uh, is there any way that Rudy Gobert is going to be in this? No. Okay, so we can take him out. Should I mention should we should we throw Wemby in the list? Take his spot for the Frenchman. What? Well, let me see. What has he been averaging this year? You know you like, want Wemby in the All Star game. Everybody wants want, Wemby in the All Star game. You want Wemby in the. The the people want it. The people want to see Wemby with a good team. Imagine Wemby with the, with the All Star level players. Oh yeah, the tweaked ankle, and so that's why he's out. Sprained his ankle. Nineteen so and might, ten. He might not even play this game. No, he was out. Um, he's been averaging nineteen and ten. Yeah, almost twenty and ten. That's crazy. It's just if it was in San Antonio, <laughs> I'd understand. And that's another reason why Halliburton has to get in is because it's in Indiana. So. That's a, yeah. he has to be the starter. You know, it's just, it's just what you do, you know? Um, but have you seen the court in the air, in the airport? Yeah. Yeah. I was about to bring that up in the Pearson trip. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, I think if it was, okay, so Antonio, a I think he would be in. Yeah. But yeah, cause it's, because it doesn't matter. It's like, eh, I, I don't think he's going to get in there, especially with chat being considered, Better favorite for rookie of the year. Is is Chet an all star? Is Chet Chet gonna take one of those last two? I don't know. I don't think so. Is who Chet else, who over? Else did you have? Because not well, Jamal. Here, 
You can take out Jamal Murray. Murray's not an all-star? Yeah, he was hurt. Is Carl Towns a second Timberwolf? Do they get two? Maybe. I think number one seed. Someone, someone's going to pick him because of the number one seed. The coaches are players are going to be like, oh. Okay, so here are the options you have left. You could go Sabonis or Chet. Are we talking about Paul George? You could take Sabonis or Chet, a Clipper, Zion, or Carl Towns. I would take Paul George. Okay. Well, wait, I, I, did we already put Kawhi? Oh, Kawhi Leonard's already in for you. You so have Kawhi in. Yeah, as a Kawhi, guy. Paul George. So that leaves one more. I don't think you're you taking Paul Zion. George over Harden. Yeah. Yeah, I have confidence in you, idea. Because of the way they've been playing or because of the trade? I I think he's been because of the way he's playing, I think he's taken a step offensively, been the guy. Like I think if in a playoff series, you know, if they need scoring, they're gonna look at to him first and then Kawhi. Um and uh, you know, I mean George, Harden's done a great job of distributing, you know, being being definitely trying, hustling. But uh yeah, I think uh Paul George is more of the focus. Let me see here. I think Harden right now has the highest plus minus on the team. Box score plus minus. And I, I mean, think that, it's actually the the highest non-Philly, highest non-Philly player in the league. I think the first four are like Embiid, Melton, Harris, and Maxi. And crazy. then yeah, shout out to shout out Embiid. Shout out Maxi too, which is yeah, Maxi was probably the right pick, but Harden Harden is the next uh the, the first non- I mean, he's always guy. been efficient. Like with the Nets, he was super efficient. I think he had a crazy plus minus on that team as well. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, Paul George, Paul George over the win streak that we mentioned earlier, 18 and four. He is 24 and a half points a game, 49, 46, 89. <laughs> Shooting Bananas. splits. Bananas. 49, you know, 46, 90 club. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention Booker's name too. You want to lock in Booker just for that last spot? Booker or Fox? Oh, see, there's so many guys. Exactly. Fox? Booker or Fox? I mean, I'd take them both over Harden. I'd take them both over, you know, Zion. Okay, you're probably going to have to take Sven Goon out and put Booker in. Yeah. I'd put Booker in as a reserve and put Fox as a reserve. So your reserves are Kawhi. LeBron, Anthony Edwards, Booker, Steph, Fox. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Is that six? Oh, you could keep Sven Goon. Oh, and Paul George is your your seven. Well, the Rockets really fell, so. Sven Goon are. Oh, you had Paul George. So you had Kawhi and Paul George, LeBron, yeah. Anthony Davis, Booker, Steph, and Fox. Yeah. No. No centers. I guess you had you had both Embiid and Jokic in your, or no, both da- both Davis and Jokic in your front court. So, yeah, Makes yeah. Sense. I guess Chet or Cat or you know Chet Cat or Gobert. I mean, I'm not putting any of those guys above Fox or Booker. I've got Steph, Anthony Edwards, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, De'Aaron Fox, Paul George. Oh, George. Yeah. And I think I think Booker too. So the only one I guess I guess we had the same guys. Yeah. All the same all-stars. Okay, so for the East quickly, we could go 
Donovan Mitchell, is he a lock? Um, yeah, I think, yeah. A lock reserve? Yeah, I put him, put him in. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen much of his numbers this year. I think he's been 29 points a game in the last 10 games, so. <laughs> been playing pretty Wow, hard. 45 against the Nets. Yeah. Is that the Paris game? Paradise. Is Jalen Brown a lock? Which is Jalen? So, do we need to talk out the Celtics guys quickly? Jalen Brown yeah. and Porzingis. Well, wasn't Derek White supposed to be in or something? You putting both? You putting all four in? Nah, I'm not putting four Celtics in there. Um, uh, but maybe maybe three. Ah, Derek White close. and Porzingis. I, I definitely push Derek White near the end. You know, maybe see who else we got. But yeah, I think Jalen Brown gets in. Um, is Butler a lock? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler gets in. Uh, let's see. How's Dame been doing? Is Dame a lock? He's pretty much the same. Oh well, no, he's not the same as last year, but. It's just usual. Yeah, I think you put Damon. Game time. You oh, have room for another big. Let's see. Who uh, else? So these, these are your options. You can go, you have three Bam? spots left. You can go Bam, Porzingis, Bancaro, Julius Randle. No. Siakam or Barnes? No, I'm not putting any of those. I I probably I probably put Bam. Yeah, Jimmy Butler and Bam though. That's kind of crazy. I know it's it seems yeah. right, but it's just you know the fifth seed in the East gets two teams, but I don't know. But yeah, if you're looking for big man, yeah, I think Bam has to be in there. Who else? Over do I have Porzingis. On the list? Well, because I have Derek. I don't have Derek White, actually. You have, have Mitchell, Brown. Brown, Butler, and Dame. Mitchell, Brown. Mitchell, Brown, Butler, and Dame. So doesn't that mean I get three more players, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you can go Bam so and yeah. yeah, Bam, Porzingis. One more. And then I think it would it'd be tied between uh, White you and... Go, uh, you could go Derek this? White. Bancaro. Uh, Bancaro, yeah. Scotty Barnes. Miles Bridges? Yeah, no. Mikael Bridges. Julius Randle? Yeah, I don't I don't want to put in Julius Randle. I didn't have Brunson in my thing though. So I'll Oh, so Brunson is your other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've Brunson got over Derek White. So you've got Mitchell, Brown, Butler, Dame, Brunson. Bam and Chris Stapps. Yeah. Yeah. Bam gets in over Julius Randle? Yes. Because I of think defense. both ends of the full field. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What he's doing on Ray- team. And, and the, the Heat are horrible at putting up stats, like individual stats. Yeah. Like, I mean, they just, what, they just won a game with both teams scoring under 100 points. Like they're just, they're a grinded out kind of. Kind of team and uh, Randall, 
Randall's last 27 games is 27 and 8, 51% from the field. So the numbers are pretty good, but I do get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, I mean, he's taking a step back from last year. Um, you know, 29% from three is worst percentage in a lot since 2020, since season 2020, the last four years. So, you know. The only other guy I was going to make the case for would be Bam or Paolo. Yeah, that's a, Paolo's close. Do we get Paolo, one Magic, one Heat player? It is. Well, I'd have to bump off someone. Um, yeah, Bam. Probably, probably face of the league. Uh, maybe Barnes. You don't have Barnes uh, on. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I already yeah, mentioned him. Um... No, I think I'll stick with what I got. Paolo, the last 25 games, 25, 7, and 5. Magic, yeah. what are they, like the six seeds? So, playing pretty well, but I... I... Uh, they're the eight seed, yeah. They lost eight the last seed? two games. Yeah. Nah. Come on, buddy. No Franz <laughs> either the last... Uh, yeah, last they've couple. lost... Actually, they've lost uh, one, two, three... They've lost seven. They've lost the six of the last seven. No, that's right. So I've got Maxie Mitchell, Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, Dame, Porzingis. Zingus. The thing is, Bankero's shooting numbers haven't necessarily been great either. Yeah. I think I might just panic and vote Bam. If I had, if we, if we were actually voting reserves, yeah, I may just stick in Bam last second. But I would, I would, I mean, it's that's that's a buzzer beater. I was, it was Bancaro up until the last second. Yeah, <laughs> Napoleon. It was Bancaro until Murray hit the buzzer beater. That's his middle name, Napoleon. Hello, Napoleon um, Bancaro. Yeah. I mean, their stats are really similar. Going but... apart, Bancaro? Yeah. <laughs> but when you look, when you actually watch them playing, you know, I think you see Bam's maturity, and it's just time in the league, you know. I think I think Bancaro's going to get to that point, but you probably pass him. But at this point in time, I'd still put um, still put out of bio over him. Does, does Paolo resemble Napoleon at all when he plays? Well, is I there any similarities? Napoleon play basketball. He's not Does really he have short. The same kind of command, <laughs> leadership skills. I don't think so. Rally a group of guys. I mean, is that a nickname? Yeah, That's actually his middle name. That's actually his middle name. I don't know if that's is that is that a wild thing to give your middle your kid middle name Napoleon? No, for sure. I have like no a idea what kind of lat middle name that is. Let's see. I what think is if I have his full name, I, let's get IT on this. If I get his son, I'm gonna I'm going Alexander the Great for his middle name. Paolo Napoleon James Boncaro. Napoleon James? Yep. What is that? Paolo oh. Alexander the Great Bancaro. I like the way it sounds. I don't I don't know what's going on with that. 
Should we have wins. mentioned? Also for the West, you can't make the case, but I really wanted to mention Jalen Williams. There's not enough spots, but he's also having a fantastic season. If there was a seventh team All NBA, baby, I think Jalen Williams. Seventh. <laughs> yeah, <it's... laughs> that's still like a top thirty-five guy. No, for real. Been big in fourth quarters. For real. Um, is it ready for corner time? We head into the corners. Fourth quarter, corner time. Da- dashing to the corners. That'd be wild if that. I-, I don't know the way the league is right now. We might have. Uh, might be worth it. All NBA's okay. Uh, <laughs> earlier today, uh, our breaking news reporter live on scene, live on Twitter, Ram Brave, finding and seeing the news that Sports Illustrated looks like they're having a couple of issues. Ram, what did you see? What are you, what are you hearing from sources right now? Well, sources are saying that it's not looking good over in the Sports Illustrated facilities. Sources are saying there might be some people joining Rem and Sam. There might be oh. some people with some in need of some jobs. Sports Illustrated, I believe, the only thing that I know is the headline. And the headlines is that they've laid off pretty much everybody. And we did a little bit of digging before we started recording. And apparently, you know, there's some licensing stuff and some fees. But just in general, too, it seemed like the magazine or just, you know, that the, the brand itself was in debt. There was a, a lot of money issues, as I think you could guess for a company that is a magazine. Do you do you have any relationship with Sports Illustrated at all? Like, do you have any Sports Illustrated magazines? Well, you might. I I know you might have a couple, but do no, you have any sports no, ones? I, no, I don't. But I do recognize the significance of Sports Illustrated to sports history. You know, a lot of stars featured on there. Um, you know, they did, they were used to be, you know, the ESPN they used to be the big, you know, big billboard to feature up and coming stars on and to show how stars really arrived to whatever, to whatever sport they're playing. So I, you know, it is sad to see that there's a situation like this where it's just some licensing fee. I mean, someone couldn't pay their licensing fee after a quarter and now they have to get rid of all their journalists potentially like that's actually crazy that they can't get that resolved and have to get to this point but we do i think this is a little bit of a worrying sign of you know shakiness within the sports journalism world which you know going behind the curtain is a little bit of you know why i didn't pursue a career in there because you see shakiness like this you see like a stories earlier this year talk last year talking about um, Sports Illustrated publishing AI reports. You know, shout out to Ren for pointing this out to mm. me in pre pre production and and um, but then you also see with sports journalism, it's just saturated with so much content from the athletes themselves that you know it, it becomes unless you're really really experienced or really in the business, it becomes really tough to compete with the athletes because back in the day it was oh whoever had the best connection to the athletes or could tell their own best story well the athletes themselves are talking now you know you see mm-hmm. like even trey young has a podcast you know pat bev has a podcast everyone has a podcast like you know micah parsons is out here doing podcast. so when you have the players themselves you know commentating which 
you know, does that mean it's an objective view anymore? No, but you know, that's they, I think fans and people consuming the media rather sacrifice, you know, having that objectivity, having that, you know, balanced look at sports to have the raw and authentic responses from people to see it from them themselves. And that's why we've seen first take takeoff and all these other sports shows, because mm-hmm. you want to see the crazy drama, you want to see it, you know, overboard, like, oh my gosh, this is what happened, get to grab the headline. And, and um, so, you know, I think this is a really worrying sign for sports journalism as a whole, um, just because of, I mean, there's a reason why they couldn't pay the license fee. I mean, it's probably if they had the funds, I'm pretty sure they would have found a way to do it. I mean, it'd be really weird if this, you know, they're just trying to cut corners and, you know, stop one of the most storied, you know, publications in sports, um, just stop it from working out. So it's just, it's really sad, but I think it is a good indication of where sports journalism is headed right now and uh, why it's really tough to, uh, make a career in it long term. So are you you're saying that this is goes for the whole of sports journalism and not just necessarily where Sports Illustrated was at? Because again, like with what that company was being a magazine for so long, and then you know you could maybe say that there was some moves that they could have made to pivot into some digital stuff and potentially didn't execute all of that properly. And I would be curious to dig into some more some of this business stuff because, like we said. We're recording this Friday, and I we didn't see this until right before we jumped on, so we haven't really had time. Yeah. This is kind of like instant reactions to the Sports Illustrated collapse. But like, I would be curious as to why there's a licensing fee if you know they're they were because yeah. it says that they were purchased. You know, uh, the AB the uh, the group here, Authentic Brands Group, purchased Sports Illustrated. So I'd just be curious, you know, what the the licensing fee is for and you know obviously it's going to be interesting to see where the brand continues but so you're saying that this is not just you know a sign of what the what the company you know obviously of what the company what had happened over there versus this is you know something something larger for sports media i think it is i think it's a really scary sign and you know you've seen with espn the constant pushing of cutting jobs over and over we're hearing new layoffs all the time and a lot of these other companies uh, within sports, you know, having layoffs, and it's because they realize, you know, instead of what what is wanted right now with social media with clicks is not really balanced journalism, not really news in general, because people can go out and get the statistics that can be automated, that can be pretty easy. You can watch the games; you don't need someone to describe it for you. What they want instead is, you know, you want the headline, you want the juicy clip, you want the huge thing. And to it, it's much easier to get that raw reaction from players or players talking to players because players are obviously more comfortable against other players, uh, with other players. And so unless you're already, you know, a big, you know, important person within entertainment, you know, such as Stephen A, such as, you know, Shannon Sharp, who, you know, almost didn't have a job, such as, you know, some other guys in the entertainment world, it really doesn't make sense for you to be employed in sports. I mean, why, why do they need you? You're not, you're not going to make a big headline. You're not going to beat the latest thing that Shaq said on his pod. Like, and it's nothing against these athletes who are taking advantage of it. I mean, I totally, I totally understand why they're doing it. It's just, 
you know, and it's, you know, you go out and do your thing. I, I understand. It's just the way it is right yeah. now with social media and all that, but it's where sports is headed. And, you know, the arena group mentioned they're going to continue to operate Sports Illustrated, things like that. But if you're checking for long, even long form stories, I mean, they're just all online. And with like websites like the Players Tribune and stuff like that, you can just get it straight from the player. So I, it's just, it's a really tough time as a person on the street to be a sports journalist just because it's, you know, it, you can ask the tough questions, but then players then don't like you. And then, you know, you're not going to get anything from them. And then they're just going to go on their podcast and talk about it anyway. So it's just, I think the future of sports journalism for journalists is, is an uphill battle. And um, at least for the major sports, it's, yeah, I don't, it's, it's, I don't, as a, as someone who, you know, may have been a sports journalist, it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense as an industry to get into with the number of athletes returning back to who are right now during the season making content, let alone in the off season. I mean, during mm-hmm. the normal times it'd be the off season, but I mean, you have players who are now regularly making content and, you know, nothing against them, you know, go, go out and do it. It's just, you know, there's got to be, if, if they're taking all up of this tension, that attention has to be taken from somewhere. I that's yeah. That's like an incredible point and very well said. And I, the, when you, I'd initially said that I was thinking, you know, more like sports media in general, but when you say journalism, like it totally makes sense because, you know, journalism is not just with where you're saying sports media is going, it's reactionary and it's, it is, it's all the opinion stuff and it's people doing opinions in journalism is not necessary. It's not opinion pieces and it's not the bloggy type stuff. It's, information it's storytelling it's behind the scenes it's hey what's really going on in this situation this person has followed the team this person has information this person has in connections and the player you're right the players are just cutting that person out and not there's there's no storyteller now between the person and the player the players are just directly doing that so sports media will still be existing and still going but the real journalism stuff will be disappearing. I mean, I don't even, now that you say that, like I remember like outside the lines was the big journalist show on ESPN for a long time. And I don't even know that's, that's not even, I don't, I don't, that's not even on the air anymore. I don't even think. Yeah. I mean, maybe scandal just McAfee now breaking. Yeah, I know. They might have some breaking news stuff. And you know, that's why there is a little bit of niche for journalists in terms of breaking news. There's a small dividing line where, you know, teams aren't gonna announce stuff unless they have to. And like That's not even really the same thing. Exactly. But it's not, you know, that's why Woj still has a job, Sham still has a job. You know, that's why they're still technically journalists within the field. But in terms of like really following someone and, you know, really having those kind of like what's going on in the game, their opinion, unless you're someone big, you know, it's, it's tough right now. It's, it's a tough market. It's very saturated. And it's and not even like, and this is not, I'm not even saying that Woj is not a journalist. Like Woj is definitely, yeah. you know, a journalist, but the, the breaking news thing is a different thing. And yeah, outside the lines stopped in August of 2022, mm-hmm. went from May, 1990 to August, 2022, you know, like the, like the Jackie McMullen types, like just the follow the team can give you the story. And I mean, that's, that's honestly, you can see it now at every level. Like 
I, yeah. It doesn't even feel like the beat reporter thing exists in the same way. There's not even like the local scene. And, you know, I'm not even really like tapped into the local newspapers and really seeing what's yeah. going on. I know, you know, when I go to see like a Colts and a Spurs story, there are the newspapers and there are the reporters and there is still the stuff happening. But I mean, you just, the relationship doesn't seem to be the same. And you're right. That thing is, the thing is just going away. I mean, that that is McAfee now for just three hours. Yeah. It's three hours of first take into three hours of McAfee. And then, you know, I think they're going for, there's maybe some rumors of Cowherd in the upcoming years to get in there in the radio. Yeah, a little bit of return. But no, I think think you're absolutely right. The actual journalism and the storytelling stuff will be going away. But I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know if we're, everything goes in cycles. So to say that, you know, it'll come back is like, that prediction will probably happen at some point. But it doesn't feel like, like is, Journalism, is that dead for the consumer? I guess that's why it's going away. But is there really no market for it now? There's just no market for that kind of storytelling type stuff? Is it just too I mean, small? There is a little bit. I mean, I think there's going to be people who care about the long-term stories. Um, but it's like what kind, the way that stories are being tell, told. You know, are you just going to do, you know, uh, what is it? Last Dance? you know, 30 for 30, which you don't need highly paid journalists for that. You can just have a couple of videographers and, you know, someone ask two or three questions and have them talk to themselves. So, you know, I guess it'd be a little bit in terms of storytelling, you can help with, you know, telling the story like a show quarterback, I think as well on Netflix. But in terms of like a newspaper beat, I mean, that's why newspapers are dying as well. Like, you know, it's just a general shift in entertainment as a whole you know it's a lot more of clickbaits of short clips and stuff like that so it's just you know seeing the landscape it's like how many senior writers are there going to be you know how many when are the Mm -hmm. corporate overlords finally going (laughs) to decide hey we need to save a couple money let's get rid of sixty thousand jobs which you know may speak to a industry thing as a whole as there's layoffs you know just in general with everything yeah. But, uh, you know, that's a whole nother, whole nother thing. But I mean, it's just, it's just them, you know, companies trying to find the efficient way to make the highest profits. And, uh, you know, now we're getting into a bigger philosophy of economics, things, yeah. economics in America. But I mean, I think AI is definitely, it's going to be interesting to see how AI affects a lot of that because, you know, you see with AI, with articles, um, and they're not the, you know, the, uh, the what's it called sports wasn't the only one you know caught with this i think they said um cnet was also caught with uh, some ai articles um there's other people too garnett the news chain gannett the yeah newspaper chain i think they have usa today maybe and then there's um you know with like people trying to use ai to like drop ship you know sell stuff so well, it'll, you know, we're, 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 we're seeing, but in terms going back to my main point, we're going off the beaten track here, you know, it's, I think this is just showing that yes, sports journalism is kind of declining and it is harder and harder to be, I mean, the athletic has been struggling for years, and mm-hmm. I think the athletic is the perfect example of the issue. I mean, I almost canceled my athletic subscription and then they gave me a huge discount. You know, they're just, yeah. they're really, the times really I just hard. had that happen with the times. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's really going down just written words. So, um, 
So really yes. somebody needs to figure out how to pivot the journalism thing into like some YouTube type or podcast type thing. Something. Cause I don't like just off the top. And again, maybe it's just my algorithms not programmed the right way, but there's nothing that I consume on a daily basis. That is journalism focused like that. That is really, you know, popped across my radar. But the other thing I wanted to ask you about this quickly about the sports illustrated thing was, what it what it what is your take on magazine covers? Because you did you did say this a little bit earlier in one of your earlier points, but that the, the fact that this stuff kind of acted as a billboard for yeah. the league and for these players, and obviously magazine covers, I think have been such an iconic thing. But it's not like obviously they haven't been around for a while just physically, but they yeah. still you know they've still been dropping in the slam ones too. Like they're on the, on Instagram and stuff. So like, do you think like, how, how do they keep the magazine cover thing going? Like it is our magazine covers important for the basketball culture type thing. Is that something that you don't want to see go away at all? Um, I mean, I don't want to see it go away, but you know, Originally, the magazines were like the only way some people knew about people. I mean, we didn't have social media. We weren't nearly as connected. No internet. Um, but, you know, Time has kind of, Time Magazine has kind of changed it into, you know, making it an award kind of thing. You know, Time Person of the mm. Year. So if you want still some significance to it, then make it an award or something like that to show that significance um, on social media and stuff like that. So. You know, uh, I don't know how necessarily the um, how the magazine pivots it in terms of because, you know, some people some people just didn't know, you know, about the players on there until they saw it on there or no knew that they were that big a deal until they saw it on there. Just because, yeah. you know, you don't have social media, you don't really have people talking to each other. But now everyone knows everyone. So, yeah, I think the best way to keep it being something relevant is to make it an award. And I mean, you can always just do the shoot and like post the cover online and yeah, exactly. do all that stuff. But if it's not actually like there was always still something attached to it in some way, you know, a digital magazine or something. And the slam magazine thing, I think, is still in existence. I don't necessarily know if it's going strong, but I think it's still I think Slam's still hanging in there. So that that that'll still be around in the Sports Illustrated slot. But, you know, the SI cover was a big deal, like you were saying, and. I mean, the the Madden cover is like a, a once a year type thing. So yeah, maybe it doesn't become a monthly thing, but yeah, maybe it's like a the Sports Illustrated. Maybe yeah, just the Sports Illustrated person, person of the year, of the year yeah. which they already which do kind of give out. But yeah, yeah. that's as badass. So maybe that's just all it is now. It's just the Sports Illustrated person of the yeah, year. Yeah, that's a thing. Shout out uh, Prime for doing it this year. Over Caitlin Clark. Apparently. Mm, top. Did Coach Prime drop a tri triple double in front of 50k outdoors? He uh, he uh, beat. Oh no, that's right. He won four games. Yeah, he beat the team runner-up and has won his four games. Uh, moving on to the next piercing truth. Um, we were talking a little bit about it. Imagine you're, you know, at a layover. You're, you're flying across the country and you get a layover in Indianapolis and you get like two, three hours to kill. You're walking down the terminal and you see the court. Are you balling up? I'm seeing a lot of comments talking about, you know, people pulling ACLs, MCLs, just getting injured. It's such a chance to get injured. 
But I, I got to admit, I love this as a promotion thing for Indianapolis. It's it's crazy. Yeah. I, I, I had not seen this level of promotion probably ever for an All-Star game. And, uh, yeah, can we get some cameras on this court? There's got to be someone balling up. I think Indianapolis is pretty notorious for hosting big events very well. And this is just another example of them going to, you know, these type of lengths to make these events extra special doing this kind of stuff. You know, I started off the pod by saying if it gets to 15 degrees, I'm going to go shovel snow and get some hot stuff. So, and, mm-hmm. like, I'm not trying to be that guy, that basketball guy, but I, I mean, I kind of am. It just it is what it is. Like, I yeah. mean... I had a question if you well if you're say you're in charge of the airport, right? And yep. they come to you and ask, should do to get to this court, do people need a plane ticket? Yes or no? Are we getting people coming in just to run, run, get some games in? Oh, that's true. Is this this is just like in the main area? This is not I don't know. USA? I don't know. I don't I don't know. May may not be people I mean, I see people there with suitcases, so who knows? It's but like a food court as well. Are you letting people Restaurant. in to get some runs in? If you're putting me in charge, am I? Can I? Can I be in the runs? Yeah, well, you can get some shots up. You're the boss. So I can. It's just nine guys versus. It's just me and nine other guys. Yeah. I'm just all time point guard on one of the teams. If I can play in the games, then yeah, let's go. Let's just run games all day. <laughs> you're telling me you're put. You just put me in charge of a basketball court and. Ask me if I wanted to play games all day. Hey. I mean, who's who's flying with the basketball in their carry-on? Like, let's be real. No. Like, imagine how much space that's. If we're driving somewhere. Yeah, but you're you're flying, obviously. I mean, and you're putting that in your carry-on. Have you seen the the backpacks that are built for flying with basketballs? Oh really? No. Do you have one? I do. I don't have one. Honestly, just because I'm. I'm not like flying a ton, but if, if, if we're going somewhere, like if we're taking a trip and we're driving, uh, I mean, there's just, a basketball is definitely, definitely on, definitely coming along. Like it just, it can fit in the car. I, I can't yeah, find a good one for some though. reason, but yeah, like this, these like Nike backpacks where you can just like shove a basketball in there. I, I, I don't know if T I don't know how, how much trouble it would be to get through TSA with a basketball. Is that going to be like a container? Is that too much air? Does TSA let you take that much air through there? Yeah, I know. That's the question. Could be poisonous air. I actually think you're not allowed to play on it, though. I think in real life. I think you can. Can't you? No, I heard you can't. What? Which I mean, it does. It does kind of make sense. I mean, you can't have everybody that shows up sign a waiver play on the court. But I guess that's why cities get away with it because you can't sue cities. But I mean, if if you can play on it, definitely. I I feel I feel like the bigger issue is honestly, what kind of shoes are you traveling in? Honestly, though, because I mean, it, it could be slides like a slide, maybe like a champ slipper, champion slipper type situation. So, I mean, that could be inconvenient, but you could definitely play in those. Oh it would be, my gosh. if you were in like some kind of Jordan, like a nice Jordan that you didn't want to crease. That could be so nice. it looks like it's, it's freaking not, it is in the general public area. So people can walk up, 
Okay. But it is for decoration. You cannot play on the basketball court. Yeah. Uh, basketballs are not provided, and shooting is prohibited. So you can dunk. Just yam on it. No. Oh, there, no wait, that you you can dunk, but you can't shoot. No, no, you can't actually play on it. No, oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, because they they can't even they can't even be like, well, we'll let you shoot around on it because if you let people start shooting around, yeah, somebody's gonna be like, well, we'll just go play one on one on this half and. Then that's two on two, three on three. You can take photos. And then next thing you know, Sam puts me in charge. We're running full games, but. And you can ref them. That's dumb. Okay. I don't like it anymore. If there's a court there, there's hoops there. You can let them someone hoop, man. Are you getting thrown out for hooping? Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> what are they going to do? I'm putting up a shot. Someone's going to do that. I'm, I'm going to be keeping an eye on YouTube. Someone's going to do that. Prank. Is that our first vlog? It's too bad Gideon's is no longer in the game anymore. Can I meet you at the India airport and then we get right, kicked out meet. for balling? Yeah, we'll put it live. That's on going to be on Redmond Sam Plus. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wait, so wait, if they kick you out, do they kick you out on the plane and send you back to the bay or do they kick you out to, to the city of Indy? No, yeah, I'd have to fly it with until Well, you're like, no, airport. I actually just I showed up to just poop on this so i i'll just get back i, didn't, I didn't know man i didn't know All I heard <laughs> was like oh i should have looked it up my bad you get at least one shot in. you just got to learn how to sneak it in and then you put one shot up and leave it's like uh i can do i'll talk i'll distract the guy yeah there you go keep a lookout if you get shots up i like dump a dump a milkshake on one half of the court <laughs> or no maybe i'll just go do it Maybe I'll start. I'll start some ruckus on the other end of the airport. What okay. a legend! I'll cause chaos. Shout out! No, someone's gonna do it. We gotta. We gotta. All the fans in the indie area, drop a drop yeah. a DM. We're gonna storm the airport. We'll, we'll take it over. They can't stop all of us. You know that's what if you guys, guys do. If you guys can, if you guys are in the indie area, in in the indie area, and can sneak into the airport and take a video of you guys trying to shoot on the hoop, send it to us and we will post it. Make no yeah. mistake, we will Maybe post a video months. of you guys trying to make a shot on the Indianapolis airport. I don't know, can we do that? Can we incentivize people to break the rules in an airport? Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll post it. We will post it. All I right. guess we won't we won't incentivize it, but we will post it on Remonsan Plus. As evidence to the authority. No, I mean, it, was, it won't just post it. True. We're just uh -huh. we're just doing our due diligence as citizens yeah, by posting it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and last but not least, Mike Brown, you know, the Raptors head coach, has his own uh rant calling Scotty Barnes a face of the league, but he did only have two free throws in the fourth while the Lakers had twenty three and went on to win the game, which is still wild. Um, uh, but he wasn't the only coach that was mad. Mike Brown, coach of the Kings, uh uses a computer to tell why he was mad about certain calls and why he eventually got mad enough to be ejected out of the game. It looked like he was about to fight the refs, um, you know. But, yeah, less than a week ago, Mike Brown, let's see. If, oh, Red pulled it up faster than me. I was about to pull it up. Hey, we did not play well at all. Is this the right one? Uh, uh, I do it? applaud our guys' fight um, the last, I don't know, f four minutes or whatever. I don't think I don't think that's it. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah. 
What would you say if I told oh. you? I was like, oh no, not the ads. My dad. YouTube premium. Somebody, somebody slide in the DMs. Bro, with skip the, the ad, dude. Premium. Do I have the button? The Zoom controls yeah. are blocking the skip button. Oh my gosh. They're eight cahoots. Okay. <laughs> they might be. I just want to show you guys why I got kicked out of the game right here. This is in the first, uh, this is in the third third quarter with 128 left to go in, in the third. And right here, you can watch, you can watch, go back and watch. He, uh, Fox barely puts his hand on, uh, on Dame's hip. Okay. Incidental contact. He didn't push him or anything. He barely puts his hand on there and they give him three free throws. Now, at half, we were down, I think, 19 to 5 in the free throws. 19 to 5. And I know that happens sometimes, but that's very frustrating when at the end of the half, at the end of the half, from what I get, 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 get told all the time, Malik drives, uh, um, Lopez comes over and goes vertical with a forearm down here. Now, from what the NBA tells me, the rule is if you go vertical, you got to have two hands up. Because Domus has his hand down Shout here a lot, and they call for it every time, and they always tell <laughs> yeah. us, "Well, you got a forearm here." And they said that, that they said that tonight they said forearm could be here as long as it's not extended. So I don't know what the rules are in, in this situation. I need a clarification because again, two hands up is what the rule is on verticality. But they were here, and they said Lopez could do this. That's a five-point swing. They take away the two free throws, and then Milwaukee goes down and hits a three. And to end the half at 19 to five, that's tough to deal with, especially when you're getting told different interpretations on a rule. Okay, so now I go back. They call this foul. They call this foul again on Fox. Now again, that's he didn't push him. They they, they said it's, it's supposed to be incidental contact. They give him three free throws. Now watch this right right here. Fox comes off a pick and roll. The kid. Uh, uh, Campaign. campaign hooks him, hooks his arm. Look at Fox's look at Fox's arm when he spins off of this. Hooks his arm. He almost falls. No incidental contact. He hooks his arm and almost falls. And and, and there's no foul. And 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 so to me, as as a coach, I I I'm okay with look again. Boom. He almost falls. And that, that's that's at the fourth quarter at the 9:32 mark. I'm okay as a coach because the referees are human and they're going to make mistakes. But you just hope, A, there's some sort of consistency, B, there's some sort of communication between the refs. And, and the refs tonight, they were great. They communicated with me all night. But in terms of the consistency, you guys saw it right here. Dame coming off the pick and roll and Foxy getting hooked and almost falling coming off the pick and roll. And then on top of that, if you get communication and you get some form of co uh, 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 consistency in the game, Okay, then you can live with some things. You can live with it, but 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 the consistency that I see tonight wasn't wasn't in my opinion there. And then I I I, I don't understand the rule. If if the rule is you got to go vertical, both hands up. And for any of the anybody that's not listening on Spotify and that couldn't see the video and made a little explanation, basically what he was saying is De'Aaron Fox was guarding Dame on a couple of pick and rolls. And kind of had his forearm on his hip, trailing him a little bit. Just kind, kind of, just placed on him like you do when you're just guarding a guy, just trying to, you know, get a sense of where he's at. So that way, 
you know, he doesn't, uh, that way you don't get lost. And Fox on the other end on a pick and roll basically got hooked by campaign and didn't get called. There was a bunch of no calls uh, for Fox versus Fox getting the penalty on Dame Lillard. So, I mean, he makes a lot of sense. Do you think he's just doing this because of what the Raptors coach did? Is this just the one-up thing? He's like, well, I guess I got to bring the videotape out now. And he didn't do De'Aaron Fox's I mean, face in the league. No, and I, I, I mean, I think it's, you know, just frustration with the refs. And it's one of those things where it's, it's tough because refs are human and they aren't going to be consistent because they are human. Um, I mean, obviously this is a new level because thanks to modern technology, uh, but you know, when you have like, it sucks, but when you have superstar players such as Dave, who has respect around the league and who is known to get fouls, then he's going to get calls that Fox is not. And it's, it's just is how the league has been officiated since time immemorial. It's the same with the Raptors situation. You know, LeBron and AD are going to pick up fouls because they are established stars in the league, and the refs are going to favor them. And until the league makes an intentional effort to, uh, you know, officiate every player the same, uh, officiate the Nessus like they officiate, you know, Jokic, I mean, then, we're, then we can talk. But till then, I mean, the league has clearly shown favoring the stars. You know, maybe, you know, it makes it look better for stats. You know, it's just human nature, which we understand. But until they combat that, I mean, we're going to keep seeing nights like this. And, uh, you know, Brown was, Mike Brown was punished for this. He got a 50,000, uh, 50K uh, fine for it. Um, he also did storm the court um, after saying it. But, yeah, I mean, you know, he, I guess he was planning to go to Lake Tahoe skiing, um, which is on my list of stuff in new travel. Um, but it looks like they probably won't. So, um, yeah, I guess he's also going to have a little trouble at home for that one. Hmm. This is the. Also, is I the love record. that he had. Also, love that he had this rant while having the St. Jude's pin. <laughs> 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 He's just like, what? Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. That's 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 outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in, in the fourth quarter. Like how to play the game, I all, I understand uh, respect for all stars and all that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible as Scotty Barnes, who is all-star caliber player in this league, he goes every single time to the rim with force and try force. to get get uh, to the, to the rim without flopping and and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How's that possible? How are you gonna explain it that, that to me? They had to win tonight. If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them huh. a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. Oh. And what, what's happening over here during the season? I've been holding you back. Make him the logo. It's complete crap. We're going to figure out which part of that we want to isolate that and use that as a soundbite. Boat, do you want it's to... complete uh, crap. Yeah, the complete crap, BS, Scotty Barnes face of the league, or utterly ridiculous. Maybe we'll put up a poll. I don't know. Uh, yeah, put up a poll. Uh, Toronto coach, 25K out of his bank account for that. Mm, worth every penny. I know.
That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. But Sam's gonna spend yeah. 25k replacing his his gear over there. I mean, it's just I, I I think I can't wait until a team in the league, like a ref, is just so sick of officiating that they forfeit a game. That's what I want. Like if you're losing oh. by enough, I. If you, I'm calling out all NBA coaches. If you really believe that the refereeing is this bad and you're probably going to lose anyway in the game, forfeit it. Walk out. He pull a LeVar ball. You ever see that clip of LeVar no. where he just takes his guys and they just, he's like, pack it up. Get your backpacks. We're out. That's what I want to see. Stand by. Stand on business. Stand on business. Sam told the coaches. You heard it here. Stand on business. Yeah, you know, be about it. Because, I mean, you know, I think the Raptors coach is kind of right. They probably could have forfeited that game. Like the way those refs were calling some of those free throws, it was it was bad. And um, I don't know if an NBA team has ever forfeited a game. Hmm. Maybe we can get it on that. Udoka's gonna beat up a ref and then be like, "Well, Sam said to stand on business." Mm-hmm. What are you gonna uh, do about it? Let's see. Has anybody ever uh, quit a like game? Plain, plain unsafe, plain surface is unsafe. Yeah, but has anybody, but I guess that makes sense. Like, you know, a game getting canceled for some reason or stopped for like a legit reason, but like an actual forfeit. Yeah, failing to show up because there's the, I mean, there there, there was a, the Bucks could have gotten almost a 5 million fine for not showing up to the game against uh, the Magic. You know, and that uh, when they were in the bubble and they did the protest, um, I mean, the Magic obviously didn't accept the forfeiture. So I'm seeing here that it says there has been no forfeits in league history. Yeah. A 1921 game between the Rochester Jeffersons and Washington Senators is occasionally listed as a forfeit but because of lax cancellation rules of the time and uncertainty over which team, if either was at fault for the game, not being played, the game is here. Let me click in to continue. The game is what the game is what Oh, well, I don't know where the rest of it went, but it says it. So yeah, no, no forfeits, but apparently the, Maybe the Washington Senators and Rochester Jeffersons potentially forfeited a game in 1921. Yeah. But Sam's calling for it in 2023. Do it. 2024. 2024. Do it. New year. 2024. The up. plot. Shout out my sister. <laughs> Pop, stand on business. I don't know. Stand on business. Stand but don't forfeit the game. All right. Uh, Pistons can do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of those games might as well. Uh, quickly going through the other corners. Frisbee corner. Uh, let's start with the bad news. Uh, I had a horrible game last night. Uh, we did. Oh. The, the fun part of League and the not great part of League is that you're never sure who shows up. And our oh. team was missing, like, uh, some really important athletic pieces for our team. And our team, we were playing had all their guys and they were very on it. And uh, we had some new players who didn't, you know, not necessarily super great, you know, not super experienced on defense. So 
Another Some rotations. Just really, really good at shooting it deep. So, yeah, we got cooked. It was like mm. two to seven and a half. Uh, second half, we did play a lot better. Uh, we ended it, I think, 13-7. So, a learning experience. We, I think we definitely had some of the main players, some of the players have been there a while. They definitely um, definitely got closer as a team, spoke up, you know. So, in terms of chemistry, it, it was a little better. But, yeah. It's, oh, anyway, on to the good news. The AUDL hmm. is no more... They are now the ultimate frisbee association. Technically, frisbee is technically owned by a company as a trademark, and so they had to break a break broker deal. And oh. um, now, Ooh. now they can refer to themselves as playing ultimate frisbee. They can say the word frisbee in their marketing. Because they are selling money, so there's a trademark. Um, that's why lower levels like college, they can say it because they're not making money. And that is why the international um, uh, international organization over Frisbee is called the World Flying Disc Federation, or WFDF, because it's mm -hmm. flying disc instead of Frisbee, because uh, Frisbee is technically a trademark. But the AUDL now can call themselves the Frisbee League, Frisbee Association. They can say Frisbee all they want. And that is in conjunction with um, them working on a new disc. Um, they, they're, I guess, players are really liking it. It's supposed to be smoother. It's supposed to be really, really, really good to handle. And they used, a, they tried to contract out to a developer to make a video game. It didn't work. So they're bringing it in house. They're oh, using oh, the new oh. Unreal Engine. Um, if you know, you know the Unreal Engine. Shout out to Epic for the Unreal Engine, by the way. Um, it's it's honestly one of my favorite things in. What in is that? So, the Unreal Engine pretty much gives developers a canvas and the tools to build like really lifelike stuff. And Epic's deal with it is that you either you get it for free, you can use it for free until you start making a million dollars plus and then they take like i think five percent um but yeah unless unless you make a million plus they're not going to charge you like until you start selling so they're just taking from your profit and like a small percentage of that and if you look at the engine if you if you're really interested in video games if you know video games you know what i'm talking about the unreal engine is like something that it just ups the level of gaming everywhere because anyone can log in i mean i could download it right now on my computer and it's it's a very good toolkit. Um, you look at like it's so realistic in terms of lights and stuff. And it's the same company that makes Fortnite. So it's kind of funny that they are they are the ones behind it. But yeah, so now AUDL is using that engine because they tried to contract out and it didn't look nearly as good. So I'm really excited with them using this engine that it could look a lot closer to Madden than we expect. But yeah, the demo looked mm. bad. It was bad. It looked like uh like like NFL Street uh game, like the one where they slam each other against the yeah. walls. Yeah, yeah, that's the level it was. But with Unreal Engine, yeah, go look it up. The new one, I mean, it's 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 Unreal. It's it's a real. It's 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 uh, it's it's great. I'm sure our video game. I'm sure the video game audience is large. So I'm sure it's just me learning, not the <laughs> not the audience. But yeah, it says on their website. World's most advanced real-time 3D creation tool. Again, world's most advanced. It is on their website. But, I mean, what Sam's saying, that's probably not wrong as well, too. The industry has probably made that such. Yeah, the, this, the graphics on this stuff is insane. So, I mean, this yeah. is so what you're, so this is the best route for them to go. 
is do it this way. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And I'm really excited to see what they do, especially bringing it in-house, having Frisbee people work on it. You know, you did, there's just certain things that, you know, you don't know unless you're in the sport. It's just, uh, it's such a nice thing. And um, I'm really excited for it because it's really good at, you know, lifelike stuff. It'll, it'll just look a lot better. I think, I think it will look a lot better. It'll run a lot better. Unreal Engine is legit. Um, I mean, they, yeah, they're just, I, I have nothing but great things to say about them. And I, you know, it's, it's, it's literally, it's, it's probably one of my favorite things within entertainment that they're just like, you can download it for free. Like you, you can have these tools and if you make some money, you know, you can throw something, but I mean, they have their cash count for Fortnite and other games. So, yeah. you know, this is literally just a thing to um, help the community. So there are good things happening. Shout out after <laughs> dousing on yeah. sport journalism. <laughs> and yeah. And I think we're going to have to do some kind of, there, there's going to be some kind of cover athlete debate. That's gonna happen. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Jeff Jeff Babbitt versus Ryan Osgar. It, there's gonna be some heated stuff. You never know. Gonna be voting for Alley cats are back. I sent I sent you some videos. They're you know they're doing tryouts. I think. Wendell, respond to our already. DMs. <laughs> oh gosh, they're starting in April. So the first games are in April. Um, I hmm. guess you can. You can, it looks like the league is looking for more refs. So. Oh. Blog number two. Rem and Sam become ultimate referee refs. UFA refs. Let's see. UFA refs. It's a UFA now. Um, Still the yeah. AUDL on Instagram if you guys want to look it up and give yeah, it a follow. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. league is officially ultimate Frisbee association now. Yeah, and their website is watchufa.tv now, too. So. Mm. And they are, so shout out to them. This league, some other changes they're making. They're not doing Fox anymore. They're not going to be on Fox. They are instead going to be streaming some of the games for free on YouTube. So keep an eye mm. out for that. And they're putting all the games on UFA, watchufa.tv. So if there is some with, like, if it's on Fox, you can't put it on UFA. Do you pay for UFA? You get all of it. So shout out to them. I really do like them putting streaming for free on YouTube because that's I mean the Frisbee community, we're generally poor college students. Like, come on. Mm. We're not we're not like the vast majority of people playing Frisbee are in college. So it's interesting to see a you know, we'll say a bigger sports league. I don't know if major sports league is the right label, but it's interesting to see a bigger sports league go independent like that. Yeah. With, with the use of their content. I mean, YouTube is obviously a third party, but streaming it on their website, just going straight there. I know League Pass is already doing that. I know Red Zone, NFL Plus, the leagues are already shifting in that way, but totally cutting it out. Is the UFA, is the UFA are they trendsetters? I don't know. Well, Who knows? we'll see. We'll see. Also, um, Ulti World came out with their rankings for college. Um, uh, really quick, uh, what did, uh, North Carolina, Vermont, Colorado, UVC, uh, for British Columbia and Stanford. And for men's it's North Carolina, UMass Brown, Cal Poly slow, uh, shout out Cal and hmm. BYU. And BYU is an actually interesting case because their frisbee team is really good, 
Um, but they can't play on Sundays, so they just never <laughs> yeah. play uh, in the national championship. And so a lot of tournaments, what they'll do is they'll just play, they'll play around, like they'll have a BYU specific bracket and then they'll have them like play like <laughs> yeah. Friday night, Saturday, or just Saturday and Monday or something like that. But yeah, I mean, there were 20 and one last year, you know, finished third in the rankings, but like, you know, they didn't play in the series. So, and then do they match up good against dark side? Um, decent. I think, I think they're definitely like a Notre Dame kind of record. Like they get a lot of wins cause they're not playing teams when they're trying the hardest, which is the series. So, mm, yeah. you know, they're not playing in as many tournaments as well because they can't play in as many tournaments. So they do get a lot of these games. There are, there is a lot of talent on the team. You know, they're, they're still good. They're not, you know, you don't get top three by not being, by being a bad team. But, yeah, in terms of the biggest, the best challenger, in my opinion, to Darkside is actually not the second place team in UMass, but definitely the third place team in, um, in Brown. Uh, oh, because Brown. Because they have Jack Nissen, who was, um, he was pretty much, cap he was pretty much, you know, holding down the O-line for the national under-24 team. He was on the club national mm. team. He joins them this last year. Um, he's been playing well. Leo Gordon is also playing well. And they have a lot of other great players who are also returning. So, and, you know, their their team was the team that was closest to challenging the um, – uh, challenging dark side. So, you know, even though they lose Evan Young, they have Cam Kearney. There's a whole lot going on. So I, th I think Brown is legit. Uh, dark side could just return. And, yeah, it's UNC number one on both men's and women's. So is Michigan ranked? Um, let me see here. Um, what's their What's their name? I mean, they're Wolverines, uh, but do they have a thing? Yes, they do. It looks like... Uh, the yeah, Magnum. Um, they're ranked twenty uh, second. Oh, right in so front of the 25? Santa Cruz Slugs. Santa Cruz Slugs. Um, top yeah, 25? that's a local team around here. That's good. Uh, yeah, top 25, 20 second. Um, you know, and they they did win Great Lakes Regional Crown, so they you know they won the region, made it to nationals last year. Um. And it looks like they have a 60-year player returning. Also, Aaron Bartlett, shout out. So you do have a national champion returning, Aaron Bartlett. Mm. From he was playing, he played with Truck Stop. They won the club national, so he'll be back. Um, you do have a 60-year player at the Yoshinsky. There's some players, you know, Toby Chang, Chris Dory, but Is Owen yeah. O'Neill back? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, I don't think so. But the player to look out for your team is definitely Aaron Bartlett. He was a he was a regular player for that national team. He was like on their O line, which is probably the best unit in frisbee. Period. Like, hmm. He's gonna have to I carry mean, us versus Dark Side. Yeah, maybe New York's defense, like their best defense, could be close. Might be right up there with them. But beyond that, they're definitely the best offense. Hmm. Period. So we'll see. We'll see, y'all. Yeah, finished fifteenth, tied for fifteenth last year in nationals. Literally went 500 last year, um, 23rd in the ranking. So we'll see how y'all do this year. Hmm. Shout out Magnum. Shout out Magnum. Um, looking for any local teams over there. Um, 
there might be one in the 16 to 6 to 15 range um let's see here uh, minnesota gray duck shout out there 11th and carlton who is in that area as well michigan uh minnesota area cut is 13th ranked mm. so we'll see we'll see i don't you know i really i really like minnesota uh, all their top players are returning, and I, I, I'm a big fan of Minnesota's team. Carlton does have the best player in our division in that area, on Declan Miller. He was a rookie last year. Uh, but, and also, yeah, I don't, I just like uh, Minnesota, though. Anyway, uh, last corner, last but not least, uh, soccer corner. Um, once I pull up my notes back up here, uh, with the soccer corner we had, oh, yeah. Saudi Arabia League is in the news a lot. Uh, Christopher Ronaldo said that the Saudi League is better than the French League, uh, the league with Mbappe in it, which I think is actually true. The That league, Whoa. I mean, this point, you know, league, the French League only has two or three good teams. Saudi League only has two or three good teams. It's close. It's close. But it's not good enough for the English international captain, um, their international team for England, their captain, Jordan Henderson, was in Saudi Arabia, but he wants to come back. He's sick of it. He's leaving. Um, England? No, he's leaving uh, Saudi Arabia. So he left England to go to Saudi Arabia. And then he just didn't he's get going back to the island. So he's going back. The interesting part is that because he wasn't a England resident during that time, if he went back, he would have to pay a lot of taxes to live back there. So... He's just gonna. He's trying to play right now, either in Spain or France, for the time being. So we'll see. But I don't know. He's the first player to have buyers and mowers. I mean, Neymar a little bit is what it sounds like. But it will be interesting to see if there are other players who are trying to leave, um, leave that area. Also, shout out to uh, Suarez on Inter Miami. Um, he did not. They did not score in this last game in their friendly, but. They're just building up. All the old guys from Barcelona are going to enter Miami. Um, they didn't play El Salvador's last national team. But, yeah, I don't know. Messi was playing. It was a little debut. It was a little pre preseason debut. Yeah, they have Messi, Suarez, Biscuits, and Jordi Alba. So all, all players who yes. were So just a retirement hope for old Barcelona guys. Um, Miami would be the spot. No goals. Um, and we got World Cup news. The World Cup final will be played in the AT&T Stadium. I think I've heard the AT&T Stadium is nice. Uh, World Cup final nice? I don't know. I mean, what other venues would there be? SoFi? SoFi, yeah. Allegiant? Could they play a soccer game in the sphere? Hmm. That's a real question. Is there enough room? That's what we need to get the real, real IT on. Otherwise, if it's in the U.S., I don't know. Unless they have, do, they have time to build a new cool exactly. soccer stadium somewhere. Yeah, I, I think Jerry Jones pull that, that off himself. I yeah, I don't. You know, I know people are tying this to the Cowboys and being like, "Oh my gosh, how could they play?" It's like, look, AT&T Stadium is a great stadium. I I really like it. You got the retractable roof. It's huge. You know, it's in Texas. I'm I'm in. Well, Jerry Jones had to see one championship in there before he goes. One more, anyways. Prayers up. Prayers up for Jerry. His words. 
Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, he did say that? Oh, God. I think I remember seeing that, actually, now I think about it. Um, anyway. Said, well, I guess it can't be the Cowboys. I get the World Cup. Something. Uh, and some kind of championship will be raised. If America in chokes in the World Cup, we'll know why. It's because it was in the Cowboys stadium. Speaking of America, shout out to Pulsage. Uh, fourth time being named the USA Player of the Year. I uh, was named it last year, too. <laughs> kind of surprising. Is there any other choice? Yeah, there's some. It's like Reyna. I don't know. Just give it to Messi. <laughs> He's in America. He's playing in America. Um, but yeah, that should be about it for the pod. Unless you had anything else to throw on. Um, make sure you check our Instagram. Check our Spotify. Check everywhere you see Rem and Sam. Um, we also are on TikTok. Also on a whole lot of platforms. Um, so YouTube too, big YouTube yeah. guys over here. Um, Rem is putting in the work, and uh, hopefully we get some guests coming up here soon. Um, no promises, but we 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 got some interesting people on the slate, some stuff in the works. So, um, so um, hopefully we'll we'll get them around, and uh, yeah. But make sure you keep your eye on the stream, keep your eye on the RSS feed, and have a great weekend watching all these games. Yeah.